Welcome to Dice Camera Action in Audio Form. I'm Greg Tito, host of Dragon Talk. Chris Perkins is the dungeon master for the amazing group of adventurers known as the Waffle Crew. They've been broadcasting on twitch.tv slash dnd at 4 p.m. Pacific time every Tuesday for a while, but we wanted to give fans who prefer to listen in audio form a way to follow their adventures. We're going back to the start of the Waffle Crew's adventures in Barovia and the greater Sword Coast area and publishing them all on this new podcast feed. Going forward, we'll be releasing weekly episodes pulled from the live stream here on the Dice Camera Action RSS. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecameraaction.gamepedia.com for full episode recaps and information about all the NPCs, guest appearances, and adopted pets of the party. For this episode, we'll pick up right when Chris Perkins says hello to the crew. Enjoy this suboptimal party. Hey, and welcome to the season finale of Dice Camera Action. Woo! Hello! Woo! They made it. Yay! Finale. <laughs> they That's made so it. Yeah, it's pretty touch touching. Go there. Yeah, let's get ahead of ourselves. Yes. And joining us today again, Mark Holmes. Yay! Hello. Back Yay. to be the English vampiress or whatever I am now. Exactly. You are the, the vampire Vistani vampire hunter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Blade, but more English and and female. So there you go. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Before we jump right into the game, uh, Mark, thanks for joining us at this late hour for you. But uh, we're going to have some announcements at the end of the show. But I wondered if you would talk about the charity thing you got going on. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. Uh, So at the moment on the Yogscast Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Yogscast, all throughout December, we're doing a big charity live streaming event. Uh, Every night we're doing different streams of different things. We've already done one High Rollers D&D, but we're going to do a special Christmas special. We're doing loads of crazy games. We've just gone over $1,165,000 raised for a bunch of different charities. um, And we've still got loads of days in December to go. So if you want to check out some cool games, um, and also you can go to humblebundle.com forward slash Yogscast and get a bunch of cool games, including a cool Neverwinter pack for the MMO Neverwinter. So you can go and do that and that all goes to charity as well. And it's really cool. For charity. Yeah, Yay! basically. And it's been awesome. Yes. Speaking of charity, the Waffle Crew met <laughs> wow. Madam Ava and received fortunes. And uh, one of the fortunes that she gave out was to Strix, who said that she could find the Sun Sword, a weapon that could be used to fight Strahd, in a place with walls of bones, a chandelier of bones, a table of bones, and the enemy remains of enemies long forgotten. The characters also received from Madam Ava um, uh, the draw of the Raven card, a tip that their final showdown with Strahd would take place in the Mother's Tomb. Now, at the end of last week's session, we experienced a few technical difficulties, but the characters made their way up from the dungeons and catacombs of the castle into a Chamberlain's office where they fought off a shadow demon, partly with the aid of Strix, who is currently in the magical illusory disguise, Rahadin, a.k.a. Casimir, the Dusk Elf. A.k.a. Asmir. Uh, <laughs> and Strix, in your disguise, you're able to uh, send the demon off to stop haranguing you. And you left that room and went into another uh, room nearby. That room matches the description of Madame Ava's fortune. Oh, man. Um, specifically, 
You see uh, dark stains covering the floor of this room. A large oak tables, scarred and beaten, lay scattered like toys about the room, their wood crushed and splintered. Replacing them are furnishings made entirely of human bones. Walls and the 20-foot high vaulted ceiling are a sickly yellow color, not because of faded or time-worn plaster, but because of the bones that adorn them and the skulls arranged in a morbidly decorative fashion, giving the room a cathedral-like quality. You see four enormous mounds of bones piled in the corners of this ossuary, and garlands of skulls extend from these mounds to a chandelier of bones that hangs from the ceiling above a long table made of bones in the center of the room. There are ten chairs, also made of bones, uh, around the table. They are festooned with decorative skulls. You can also see atop the table is a large, ornate, bowl-shaped vessel made of yet more bones. Seated in the chair at the far end of the table, her feet up on the table, is the vampire Esmeralda. Oh. <gasps> and in her hands, she has the hilt of a sword, a golden hilt, and she's just kind of playing with it. Oh. <laughs> None of us know that Esmeralda even is alive, let alone a vampire, right? So you can see that she is... Last time you saw her, she was bitten on the neck by Strahd in Kresk, and you sort of left her in his clutches. Whoops! Now she is this pale, gaunt version of her former self with blood trickling down her face, her, her lips. And Paulton's met me as well, Paulton, because I helped right. him yes. escape. And right. obviously, Paulton has met vampire Esmeralda in her vampireiness. I whisper to Strix, that vampire kind of looks like Esmeralda. Don't you see the resemblance? <laughs> the vampire is Esmeralda. Stop whispering. She can hear you. <laughs> uh, you've always had such good hearing, Strix. Yes. Now, apart from the door you just entered through, there is a door on the very far side of the room, quite a distance away, about 50 feet away. And then to your left is a set of very regal-looking double doors uh, closed, and mounted above them is the skull of a dragon. Damn. Uh, cool. We need that uh, sword there, Miss... Uh, oh, you mean... This sword? Yes, yep, that one. That's but, the one. That's but it. Before asking for something like that, we'd like to apologize for accidentally leaving you in the clutches of a vampire yes. last time. That as well. Oak. Mm. And I'm so glad to see that you're okay, as it were. And well, I'm, I'm not sure if being turned into the thing you hate most counts as okay, but I'm around. A lot of things count as okay here. That's very true. Yes, you're not wrong. Diaz, you're not looking particularly well right Actually, now. Actually, he's looking sensational. Oh, is he? Oh, he's yes. looking a matter much of fact, better than you thought. Uh, oh, okay. little, uh, recently, he has uh, come into his... Uh, uh, he has lost his ghoulish countenance. Oh, I see. Okay. He does look... Perhaps a bit younger than you remember. <laughs> yes, he does oh. look about... Ten years younger than when you last saw him. Oh, I, well, in that case, oh, you're looking quite fabulous, dear. <laughs> so, so what do you need this sword for? Uh, I don't really, I mean, we're trying to destroy Strahd. That's why we're here. And then we can go home, you know. Uh, I mean, the thing is, destroy, not so much as enlighten and bring into the light, just like. Or, or just go home. Yeah. I think at this point, go on. 
We're here to do exactly what you originally sought out to do. That's to cleanse this land and save these people. Hmm. Too true, too true. I'm going to step up and start kind of slowly walking towards the group, kind of holding the sword hill. I take like a step back as you like slowly approach. Uh, mm -mm, You stand there. Mm -mm, No walking close. Mm -mm, Nope. Strix, is that any way to treat an old friend? Mm -mm. I thought we were allies. I look like like a scary... Oh yeah, that's right. You But uh... Oh yeah. I'm not talking like the next vampire, so you would know it was me. (laughs) Just like nope, mm-mm. no, you stay there. You I'm need to sure Esmeralda nope. just wants hugs. I'm she sure does not want hugs. Can... She's got blood in her face. Why are you being so oh. rude? I'll wipe that off. Yeah. Uh, now, Chris, if I remember, I'm not currently under any orders to not help them, right? That is a fact. Uh, the um, the other vampire spawn in the castle, you know have been sent up into the high towers to protect the heart of sorrow. Okay. I'm going to look at everybody and I'll say, uh, I don't blame you for what happened if you're worrying about that. It was my choice to buy you time. I think that you're, as DF said, here to do what I cannot. And I'll just hand, I'll just kind of put the hilt of the sword towards uh, Air Evelyn and just kind of hold it out. I think that you may make the most use of this paladin. That's fine. Strix never gets anything nice. <laughs> Strix, do you really want the sword? No, I can't use it. I probably can't even lift it. Give it to muscles here, over here. Why don't you try? And I like try to hand it to her. I try to show her how to hold it. <laughs> Strix there, just goes there like literally this. Literally is no. There's no blade to the sword. It is just the hilt. Oh. Um, <laughs> Maybe it's magic. It doesn't have a a, a blade. Maybe, I can't use anything that doesn't have a blade. Maybe you can make it have a blade. Could you like shoot some? fire stuff out of it or like I think that's how it works and your knowledge of magic makes me sad (laughs) so so it's a broken sword it is missing its blade Esmeralda do you know why this sword is missing its blade uh do I (laughs) (laughs) um that is a good question make a history check for me Esmeralda Uh, that is a total of not high 14 okay um the only thing that you know about the Sun Sword is that it was originally brought into this land long ago by Sergei Monzerovich, Strad's younger brother. Okay. Um, Did you say Sun Sword? There's a yes. sun on it? There is a sun-like emblem on the... Uh, Another reason why I was considering giving it to... Our Lady of uh, so, uh, Light. Strix, as a, as a master of magic that you are, you know that uh, if this is a magic weapon, chances are you have to attune to it. And once you are attuned to it, then you can use it. So it's technic- So I could technically use it, technically. Uh, yes. Um, if you are proficient in the longsword, you can even wield it proficiently. All right. Well, I'm not very proficient. I'm only proficient <laughs> at throwing rats, so. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> But you're uh, so good at it. You already have a fancy weapon. Why don't we give it to Dieth? He could use it. Or Paulton. He could use it too if he hits with it. I mean... <laughs> don't count on it. <laughs> I I normally just kind of, like, it's pretty well known that if it has a sun on it, it's it's meant for me. But I like wow. sharing, and and, uh, and and Lightfall is looking pretty pretty shiny already. So, Dieth, do you want this sword without a blade? Because you you tend to use blades, but you 
Dias tends to use short swords and daggers mostly, you've observed. Uh, Paulton tends to use rapiers and long swords. Yeah, I don't believe I would be proficient in such a long blade. And I'm kind of like, I've asked everyone else, and then I turned to Paulton, and I'm just like... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll hold on to it. It has, it has a sun on it, so you can think of it as like a, a present from me and from the Morning Lord. Okay. as uh, Sure. Sure okay. thing. If no one else wants That's- it, if I can be the last resort, I'd be more than happy. <laughs> I could throw it and miss with it. Maybe you should try tuning to it, like press it to your head real hard or something. Maybe don't do that. Yeah, do that. Do that. Point it away from your face. I don't like pressure. It has no blade. He can't hurt himself. Yeah, it has no blade yet. If anybody can manage to hurt themselves on a blade without an actual blade, it'd probably be Polton, wouldn't it? (laughs) That's fair. uh, Chris, I don't know. I love you really. Yeah. Do I notice anything about this that makes me think it has anything to do with the Morning Lord actually other than having a sun on it? Uh, there are no other markings or, uh, stuff, but, uh, you can just make an arcana check or a religion check if you want. I would love to. I'm going to do religion and it is 20. Uh, you think that there is some, you feel sort of a religious tie to this weapon. So I, I let Paulton know, I'm like, if you hold on tight to that, I think the morning Lord will protect you. I'll hail the morning Lord and may the light shine upon our path. Are you done? Yeah. Not remotely. <laughs> <laughs> well, as pleasant as hearing more about the law morning Lord would be, I'm sure. But do you have a plan for how you intend on destroying Strahd yet? I'll pull out Mr. Shambleface and just shake it. Uh, when she, uh, when Rahadin slash straight <laughs> yes, yes. this vampire doll, um, Esmeralda, you don't have to make a check to identify that it is a Vistani effigy. Uh, a, it is, it was created. It's a type of thing created by Vistani. It contains Vistani magic and yeah, it can be used to imprison the creature it represents. That is very interesting, Strix. Strix, you, put that away. And now. you do you also know being a Vistani okay. being a Vistani seer, or at least formerly a Vistani seer yourself, that whoever has this effigy basically has to win a battle of wills against Strahd to trap him inside the doll. Mechanically speaking, it's like a an opposed, it's like a contested check. That sounds terrible. I didn't know that part. <laughs> Ideally, oh, that's not me. <laughs> yeah, ideally, uh, um, uh, and the the reason the Vistani created this particular puppet was likely, you suspect, because some Vistani always suspected that they might need to use it against Strahd in an emergency. Their loyalty to Strahd was pretty tenuous. It looks like our people did manage to come up with a little bit of a backup plan, at least. I have a far better question, Esmeralda. Please, yes, of course. What are you doing here? Oh, well, uh, obviously you saw me being attacked by Strahd, and as you've probably guessed, and she'll grin with the fangs bearing at this point, I was turned, but it turns out he broke an ancient curse when he transformed me into a vampire, so I have some limited amount of free will. 
I managed to use it along with some clever spell casting by Paulton to aid his escape from the castle. And now I'm here to help you finish what you've started. I do the slow turn to Paulton. <laughs> you knew Esmeralda was here too? You are just full of so many surprises. Aren't you just the sweetest thing? <laughs> right? How great? How great am I? So great. <laughs> Did we get told about the Battle of Wills thing? Did you did you tell yeah, us? Yeah, I'll explain that in, in an Esmeralda way. Okay. Okay. <laughs> what is Will but our belief in ourselves and the light in ourselves? I don't have any of that. that. So who wants this? It's kind of like if somebody bears a cross and tries to hold that at bay with a vampire. If they don't have the strength of their convictions behind them, that cross is a useless Oh, oh no. This is going to you, Evelyn. <laughs> um, <laughs> Who can stand against of... the will of the Morning Lord himself? Perfect. And Strix just like holds her hands up like, perfect. Right. Um, but in this case, will uh, mechanically is measured in terms of charisma. So. Oh, never mind. She'll take it back. <laughs> this is like, like nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we both kind of have a chance. We'd be fine. Okay. Now, Diaz, you're a bit of a, strate- a strategist, if I remember correctly. There's something you should know about this battle upcoming. Strad has a some sort of device that protects him somewhat from damage. All of the other vampire spawn have been called to protect it. He calls it the Heart of Sorrow. I'm not quite sure what it does, but it's protects him from harm. Is it like a hut? <laughs> no. no. Not the hut of sorrow. The heart of yes, sorrow. Yes, the heart of sorrow. <laughs> okay. It's My confusing because of his accent. Right. Right. Well, no, we said Marty Gertie after that. He's got that covered. We have the heart of sorrow hopefully covered. Murdy but not covered Gert. in like a hut. Like covered in the sense of, yes. It could Del- be. Let's not talk too much Right now. <laughs> Paulton, you feel like holding this uh, sword hilt that if you were to spend a short rest attuning to it, you would become aware of its abilities, powers, and whatnot. That is good to know. We should all pray to the Morning Lord for about a half hour. You can do that. I'll sit over here in the corner and try to find if there's any snacks in here. I will resist making a joke about there being at least four snacks that I can see. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> All right. Uh, as you go through the ossuary, you find lots of cool-looking bones and skulls. Neat. Uh, <laughs> uh, but there's. Let me just double check to make sure I'm not full of shit. But I don't believe there's anything actually edible in the room, unless you like gnawing on bones. I know. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> uh, now that you know, mention it, uh, make an Arcana check, Strix. All right. Well, the big dragon skull mounted above the double doors you recognize as a silver dragon's skull. Oh, oh! I'll uh, point that out and say that was a good one, and it's dead now. As in, it wasn't a mean one. As in, it was a nice one. Probably ah. the one that the people uh, over there in the other dragon place like maybe worshipped or were friends with or something. Yep. Sorry. Hope you're happy wherever you are, Mr. Dragon. And then I'll gnaw on a bone. Okay. (laughs) Take a nap. I think Barovia may have had quite an effect on most of you. (laughs) They certainly did. Yes. So after about a 10-minute rest, assuming you don't want to spend any hit dice or anything. Uh, I could use a couple, actually, so I'll do that right now. All right, great. I will, too. Uh, Me, too. So while grasping the hilt, Paulton, you can use a bonus action 
to cause a blade of pure radiance to spring into existence, or you can make the blade disappear. While the blade exists, this magic longsword has the finesse property, so you can use your dexterity. And <gasps> oh, hell also, yeah. Does he do this? Do we see him doing it? Oh, yeah. He starts to, like, activate so the lightsaber. It, like, it just, like, lightsabers. <laughs> I'm just like, oh. Oh. Guys! When I see his face lit up by the lightsaber, my eyes get like anime hearts. In like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the light, the light is the same sort of golden yellow color as the sun. Uh, this weapon is a plus two magic weapon, so that means you get plus two to hit and plus two on damage rolls. And the damage it deals is radiant instead of slashing. Nope. When you hit an undead creature with it, the target takes an extra D8 points of damage on top Jeez. of Sick! That's crazy. It also it sheds, it sheds bright light quite uh, out of ways, and uh, you can alter slightly the brightness and dimness of the blade. That sure is a lot of details. <laughs> <laughs> you have a magic sword that does radiant damage. There you go. And you can alter Magic the light, lights which in, means that you can make it low or bright and use it for mood lighting. Oh, sweet. oh my gosh, for the hot! Sweet sun. I can I can I change the color on it? Uh, pray <laughs> not. It's it's oh. a steady golden sun color. The color okay. of the morning lord, obviously. Uh, okay. Clearly, yeah. obviously. <laughs> Less fun, but I guess it'll work. Yeah. That's okay. Luke couldn't change his lightsaber color either. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not with that attitude. Probably didn't even know it at that point. Yeah. <laughs> cool. That sword looks real good on you, Paulton. I'm just like... Fifteen foot wide burst just between. Yeah, um, yeah. He, he starts like slashing through the bone table and slashing through chairs. Oh <laughs> Burnt bones start to fly everywhere. <laughs> He's gonna look I at Esmeralda it. and be like, "See, this is how we're gonna defeat Strahd, just like that." There he goes. <laughs> like, so I'm just like, as, Woo! Esmeralda just pushed up against the stone. Yes. Like, <laughs> I just yes, I look um, at him. I'm like, and y'all are really trusting me with this, right? For the record, I'm not. No. Oh, by the way, uh, Esmeralda, this blade is actually sunlight. Um, mm. So you are just withering yep. under just, its presence. I like pointed at her. I'm just like, look uh, what it does. This is <laughs> <laughs> Isn't yeah. it pretty? It's uh, yes. pinned up against the wall. Uh, and as you hold it up uh, to him, you can see the flesh on her body start to burn away. Oh no! Like, oh. Oh, that's enough. <laughs> careful, careful. The morning Swift kick in the powerful. testicles. <laughs> Swift <laughs> kick in testicles at this point, I think. Oh, All right. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Yep, you deserve that. Oh, yes, yes. It's hard to say. Your skin is all sort of black on your neck. <sighs> oh, gross. Arms. Alton, <sighs> the, the power of Lathander is quite just that powerful. I know that you're not used to wielding his light this way, but you must be mindful of this great power that he has given you through his servant. Yes, please listen to Evelyn. You are a great power in this world now. Oh, sweet. All I've ever wanted is pressure and expectations. <laughs> <laughs> is there a way for us to know or sense when the, uh, the heart of sorrow would be destroyed? Or is something that- At that point in time, the castle <laughs> shiver and quake under your feet. And the bone piles up in the corners all sort of come tumbling down onto the floor. Ah! Nice. That could be a sign, yes. <laughs> 
I'm just, afraid I don't know. It lasts for about 20 seconds. I would say you need to make sure you're ready for to finish this fight right about now. Can I don't you think we're ever going to be ready. I'll just start you crying. Can you the Heart of Sorrow? Just to double check on it. I don't want to be there, but... Can, uh, do I know the way, Chris? Uh, yeah, it is way up in one of the highest towers of the castle, about as far away from you now as you can imagine. <laughs> I okay. know that there are uh, several vampire spawn between here and there. And, uh, I I could lead you, yes, but we are to, it's on the other side of Ravenloft, and there's a lot of spawn between us and there. Plus, they're and being we, kept busy, right? Which means they won't come after us if we go after Big Scary. I yeah. think you're right. We might have, we might just have to trust him for now, and just hope it's hope it's done. Maybe it. Let's. Go have a party. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we have time for a party, Strix, as much as I love partying with you. I think we have to go kill Strahd first. Oh, I'm sorry. And My mistake. No apology necessary. And Esmeralda, mm. I want to believe you. I truly do. We were once friends and allies, but how at this very moment in your current state can we trust that you are free will and not acting under Strahd? I've given you the Sun Sword, but you're right to distrust me. I, if Strahd commands me, I will have to do everything in my power to resist it, and I can't promise I'll be able to. You may need to destroy me as well, but all I can promise is that I will do everything in my power to help you finish this. Works Sun Sword will help you as much as I can, uh, but if he commands me, one of you may need to at least e- knock me unconscious or restrain me in some manner, but I will do my best to resist it. But... That's all I can offer, I'm afraid. I go throw my arms around Esmeralda and I say, you're so brave. I wrap my, she wraps her arms back around Evelyn and it's just like, thank you. But uh, Esmeralda, I, mean, I would it. like you oh. to make it is. a uh, proximity of human blood. Saving throw. <laughs> a wisdom, did you say? Oh, yes, please. <laughs> Why did you get your neck so close? <laughs> 20 total. Okay. Nice. Thank you. Uh, you are so close to that biteable neck. <laughs> Beautiful alabaster neck underneath the, the golden curls of her hair. There's a uh, moment of just shuddering of just, yeah. oh, that's lovely, Evelyn. You should, <laughs> oh, what a lovely hug. Yes, and then backing off. Uh, she sort of pushes you off, pushes herself away from you, Evelyn. And at the moment, as, uh, as they're having this lovely hugging yes. moment i'm like slowly sneaking up with the sword to see how close i can get before she notices you get about 10 feet toward her and then esmeralda can feel the beating light of the sun stop uh, that get away <laughs> well look what it does to her it's gonna be awesome against Strahd, right it was yes, for science exactly. yes of course it was glare <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's go. Where? To Strahd, who was probably playing that organ music, I assume. That's what villains do. He does love that damn organ. What baddies do. It is lovely. Well, you you are the authority, then I agree. So you're planning to head back to the organ room, then? Yeah. All right. I believe so. What were the other... What was in the doors in the, the far side? What was past this room? Uh, so you haven't gone past the ossuary. Um, uh, you can ask Esmeralda. She has. Um, what's, what's past the ossuary? So she can I'm tell- so glad to tell you. <laughs> it is. It is. 
through the single door across the room, there are some old uh, barracks that are now uh, prowled by uh, skeletons. Uh, there is also a staircase going up. Um, through the double doors underneath the skull of um, the dragon is a long, wide hall that leads to the wine cellar and to a staircase going up toward the, the chapel general area. Good to know. Um, and then uh, uh, there is also a secret door, I believe. Mm. Right? I love secret doors. No, I'm wrong. <laughs> No, no, I'm wrong. There's not a secret door. <laughs> there is not a secret door. No, misremembered. Other part of the castle. But if you want to get back to, say, the room which has uh, the dining room with the um, the pipe organ in it, your best bet would be uh, to go under to go uh, through the double doors and then take a door on the right. Are you guys sure we shouldn't check in on the whole Heart of Sorrow situation? I'm to take you there. We don't want the vampires to know Spawn to just follow us. Like, if, they, if we go up there, we'll have to fight even more of them before we have to fight Strahd. That would just be terrible. But what if... attention Star- to him could be also dangerous. If there's vampire spawn on the way, the last thing we want to do is exhaust ourselves before we even find Strahd. Mm. Actually, DF, that's a point. Do you, what weapons do you currently have? Do you have anything made of silver, or anything that? Because of course, Strad is in is not harmed by normal weapons. I have a silvered weapon. Ah, yes, and that's fine. I wasn't sure if you had something. I was going to lend you one if you needed it. It's a dagger. I have a short sword. If you'd rather, I would. <laughs> I will hand Diaf my silvered short sword. Very good. I'll make sure that he's. I mean, do you think you could wield a battle axe? I kind of flip one around a little bit. Mm, Yeah, Diaz. Just a hard pass. (laughs) I mean, how strong of a no can it be? Just Um, offering. Well, a no with a minus one. How about that? That's how strong it is. (laughs) (laughs) So where to... Like silver short sorry. As we're trying to go back to where the organ music was. All I right. suppose. Esmeralda, you can certainly lead them there. Um, mm-hmm. I, the, the castle is very strangely laid out. In many cases, by design to confuse people, you kind of have to go up to go down, down to go up, this way to go that way. There's no straight route to practically anywhere. Uh, but with Esmeralda's guidance, she can lead you through Gothic hallways. Um, many of them decorated with statues or suits of armor or old faded tapestries um, as, uh, and uh, guide you uh, all the way back to um, the chamber. When you look through the door, uh, first of all, there's no organ music playing as you approach the room. The doors to the dining room are still open and there's still light spilling out. And when you poke your heads around the doorway like the Scooby-Doo gang does. <laughs> <laughs> I'll use spider climb so I'm up on top. There you go. <laughs> uh, you peer into this grand dining hall. It has this amazing table at the center of it surrounded by chairs. And uh, everything uh, looks to be in place on the table, but all the food there is rotten. Like Ugh. it's been sitting there for weeks. We've been bamboozled. And I think there, we're late. There are... Uh, at the far end is the 
pipe organ. And you can see that uh, it's set up against the wall. It's got all these uh, brass pipes coming at the top of it with sort of screaming devil faces, their mouths open in silence. The keys are laid out in rows. There's a bench, a black bench in front of the pipe organ. And then sculpted around the pipe organ are all these stone sculptures of cherubs and angels uh, sort of rising up toward the ceiling. It's quite a wondrous, if haunting, uh, picture. Mm. And there's no one else in the room, right? Uh, there is one figure sitting in one of the chairs and uh, she looks kind of bored and she just sort of reaches over and picks a rotten fruit and just kind of smells it and kind of takes yeah. a bite out of it. And it's, uh, Paulton, you recognize her as Gertruda. Mm. Um, the waif who has been uh, Strahd's prisoner in the castle. <clears throat> I wish Paulton would play us something on that organ. I bet he could play something so beautiful that Strahd would just turn good instead of evil. No, no. no. <laughs> There's Gertruda. Okay. We don't recognize who she is, though. Does she look like her mother who we encountered in episode one? <laughs> uh, well, her mother was really kind of wrinkly and worn and haggard and distraught uh, with uh, sort of sunken features. But uh, you think you might see a family resemblance. And we're still pretty undetected as far as we can tell at this point. Yes. yes. She, she certainly hasn't noticed you and sort of a deep, heady sigh. <sighs> do, I anything, do I know anything about this Gertruda? From just being uh, in the from being in the castle, you know that uh, she came to the castle uh, fairly recently, um, like maybe a couple of weeks ago, and uh, believes that she is destined to be married to Strahd. Okay. Uh, she's sort of got this. You sort of stay away from her because she's sort of got this creepy fairy tale view of life. Okay. Um, I like quietly inform like. That bitch is cray. <laughs> she looks, no, like, I, she looks I, like Mad Molly. Could that be Gertruda? Could that be the completion of our first and yes. mission? <laughs> <laughs> she we must has, save her. She still has her uh, her normal fleshy pallor. She doesn't look like she's been turned into a creature of the night. I have to go talk to her. Can I go talk to her? I'm going to go talk to her. And I start walking. No. As she no. walks into the room, uh, that does seem to catch Gertrude's interest. And she sort of uh, spits out the pieces of rotting fruit and uh, kind of uh, stands up and kind of brushes off the crumbs off her dress and tries to make herself suddenly look presentable. I, uh, I bow to her like a courtly noble bow. She and does I say, the same thing, and she bangs the top of her head on one of the chairs. I <laughs> <laughs> see. I'm just like. <laughs> I say, milady. Oh my goodness! Might your name be Gertruda? Uh, yes, it is. <gasps> I'm here to rescue you and take you back to your mama. <laughs> no, that can't be right. Well, it certainly can. The light of Lathander has shined down upon you, and now all will be well. I'm to marry my dark prince. And live with him here in the castle. Uh, who's your dark prince? Who? Why, why, Strahd von Zarevich himself. See, 
But where did, he, where did he go, by the way? Where did he? I'm oh, that's my friend Strix. Strix, come on over. No, don't, don't, no. No. Where did he go? You mean Casimir. He just turned into a bat and flew away. That's what he does. <laughs> <laughs> bitch is Cray. Come back, Evelyn. Yeah, no, this, this bitch is Cray. <laughs> uh, but Evelyn, you've stepped up into the room. I'd like you to make a perception check. I would love to. Uh-oh. That's a nat one. <laughs> uh, you do notice that she does have a she does have a very nice black sash tied around her neck. That sash is so pretty. Oh, Not you. my color usually, but it looks real nice. The thing is, uh, and she says she says uh, uh, she says that was a gift from Strahd. She also uh, holds up a um, uh, what the. F- uh, Uh, she also holds out her hand, and there is a ring on it with an emerald. Do I identify it as like supposed to be a wedding ring kind of thing? Possibly, yes. Sweetie, the thing is, Strahd is an evil villain, and he's probably done something to your brain. It's not your fault, but you definitely don't want to marry him. And your mom's real worried, so we're going to take you back now. And I'm sure you'll find someone else real nice to marry who's not an evil vampire. Uh, what are the rest of you doing while Evelyn's having the conversation with this uh, vapid young woman? I'm just going to, I'm going to look, just like stand at the door and look back and make sure no one is coming towards us because we have to go oh, find, good call. find Strahd. And I, he's yeah, when gone. You, he's when you look here. back over your shoulder, back <laughs> toward the main hall where you slew the gargoyles, you see this sort of dark staircase leading up into God knows where. It does sort of have a, an ominousness to its silence, a foreboding. Um, that makes you uneasy, Strix. How about you, Paulton and uh, Diath? I'm formulating what words I need to say for when Evelyn screws this up. <laughs> okay. I'm just waiting to see what, what the response is. Okay. Uh, in that case, um, since you two are still focused on the room and uh, Esmeralda as well, I'd like Esmeralda, Diath, and Paulton to make perception checks. I can do that. That's one of my favorite things. Mm. Oh, actually, that's not bad. 26. Yep. 18 for me. That would be a nat one. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Welcome to the waffle crew. <laughs> yeah, you're the only one who notices this, but um, there is something dark and sinister crawling on the underside of the table along its length and easing its way toward Evelyn. Ew, gross. Uh, how thick it, is looks, it looks like a, an emaciated man. How thick is this table? It's a big, heavy oak table. Like thickness-wise? It, oh, it's, you know, it's about four inches. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, with, without hesitation, I, I pull out the, the my silvered short sword and actually leap at the table and do a downstab to where I believe this thing to be while shouting, Evelyn, look out! <laughs> okay, so you're going to try to drive your short sword through the four-inch thick table. Yep. Got it. Great. So, <laughs> you pause, baby. <laughs> all right. Uh, leap up onto the table. You kick aside some rotting food platters and make your way on top of where this creature is. Evelyn, as you cast your gaze in that direction, you can make a perception check. Me? Yep. Okay, that's better. Um, 13? All right. Uh, all you can 
next, there is a, a, a gaunt figure clinging to the underside of the table, staring up at you with uh, red burning eyes. I shove Gertruda behind me and take a protective stance. All right. Diath, make your uh, attack. You got it! <laughs> oh, wait, so am I just doing an attack roll, or how do you, how do you want this? Just, just attack like you were attacking a creature. What you got? 26. All right. And this is a normal short sword or a silver sword? Okay. A silvered one. Got it. All right. So you drive the blade through the table and uh, wow. you sort of impale this creature through one of its hands. Uh, roll your damage. Yay! I'm impressed. That was a Thank big you. table. Mm. Would you consider that to be the sneakiest of attacks or? <laughs> <laughs> it certainly seems very unexpected. <laughs> it is unexpected. Uh, I will give you um, sneak attack damage. Aww. Nice! Is, is hitting the table you just getting back at the brooms? <laughs> Shrix, shut up for a second. Uh, well, I didn't roll great. Seven, eight, nine, eleven total. All right. Uh... All right, it cries out in pain as its hand, as you rip the blade um, uh, out of it, uh, but uh, its pain is only momentary and it does, and its wound quickly heals over. Aha! Do we yell evil and show it the the shiny neck thing? I actually, uh, I take uh, Lightfall. Yeah. And I just do a quick, like, bloop. I try to, like, flip it under the table and, like, chop it up against the table, like a, a reverse chopping block. Just okay. <laughs> swing right. up into it. Yeah, exactly. Go and ahead. I roll a 15. Uh, to hit the table or to hit the creature? No, to hit the creature under the table. <laughs> okay. uh, you are like successful. You do hit it. Yay! And this right. being a magical weapon seems to have... Uh, well, you know something, uh, DF, you do you did deal half damage to this creature. Yeah. So there you go. It still isn't much. No. I uh would you say that I was wielding that two-handed with that move or one-handed? Yeah. Two-handed. Awesome. I like wielding two-handed. Eight damage. Okay. Oh wait, yeah. but what are my I get special benefits with that thing? Should I be rolling something else? With my new magic? Yeah. I'm trying to find where I wrote so, down the new magic. Uh, oh, I know where. Right here in dry erase marker that got rubbed off. Oh, no. Uh, oh, no. That's not good. All right. So um, when you hit a fiend or undead with this weapon, it takes an extra 2d6 radiant damage. So roll that for me. I'm writing that down. Plus 2d6 radiant. Okay. D6. Six. And six. Right. 12. Makes a total of 20. Outstanding. Holy Oof. crap. Yeah, you you cut into this creature's face, and you can see that it is the vampire spawn Doru, the young man that you released from the church back in the village of Barovia. It all comes circle! Round two, baby! Yeah. (laughs) All right. And uh, and it must succeed on a saving throw. I want to have decapitated him. Just like, whoop! All right. Uh, No, he's grievously wounded by that, but still alive. Uh, but he has to succeed on a saving throw or be destroyed. Oh, damn. And uh, he fails. <laughs> and you just see him completely uh, light up 
and ignite from head to toe and then basically fall as ashes onto the floor under the table. Amazing! As you like happy Gilmore him. Yep. <laughs> I curtsy. I look over at Strix and just say, remind me not to annoy Evelyn anytime soon. Hmm. I, uh, I annoy I, us all the time. <laughs> I hold Lightfall up and I say, all praise and glory to the morning Lord who protects us. And then I, I put it back on my back and I say, see, all sorts of creepy crawlies, not a safe place for Gertruda. Time to take you home to your mom. She says, oh no, no, please take me to my prince. I wish to see him. Sure, let's take her. Yeah, that sounds like an, a marvelous idea. Uh. Take us, yeah. You know where he is? Ca- like, call him up here or something. I don't know. He says, she looks at you and says, well, no, I, I don't know where he is, but he said, if you want, if, he, if I want to go to him, I should play dead. What? Play dead? That's what he said. He said, I should play dead. I'm slowly reaching for my new sword. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you maybe lay down on the table and just close your eyes and maybe go, "Ah." yeah, do that. that. I mean, that's, that's how I play dead. She'll get up on the table and she'll lay herself on the rotten food and, uh, well, she'll brush it off the rotten food as much as she can. Um, and then she lays down on the table and stares up at the ceiling and says, now what? You're dead. She's dead. Still reaching for the oh, sword. Oh, woe is me. Got the sword. Has died. What shall we do? She's like, is this really how we want to start this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's working. All right. Well, don't. Am I dead enough? Ugh, just stop talking. How do you think? Is there a tune? The yeah, we know. We know where we're supposed to have our final meeting with him, right? In his, in his tomb. Really? In his mother's tomb. Or in That's the right. Mother, the mother's yes. tomb. So Strix will ask her, do you know where the mother's tomb is? You or Esmeralda or whatever? Mm-hmm. Esmeralda, how about you? You know that? Where the mother's I've tomb? I've never been to the mother's tomb. No, it's not something I've ever visited. I've had... If there's a tomb here at all, it's in the catacombs. Oh, That's certainly where Strahd's tomb is. I just feel like maybe if Colton played something real pretty, then probably Strahd would come on down to listen to him play. Some famous death song, perhaps? You know what? Colton, go for it. All right, here we go. Mate, I'm going to cast Mage Armor on myself. I mean, it also could attract all the vampire spawn in the entire castle. Uh, mm, yes, that's Concerned good. about that, yes. I sh- I, but I'm sure it wouldn't happen. I'm sure it'd be fine. I want to hear Colton play. Like, my hands are, like, over the keys. I'm just like... So, so uh, the final verdict. I look at DF. Uh, <laughs> I also look at DF. <laughs> Damn it. I'll look at DF too. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, okay. Somebody needs to lead this merry band. We need Is to get the two yes? out of here first. I, okay. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I'll wait then. Oh. Are we need. And uh, we were told long ago, like whatever prophesized or whatever, that we we're to deal with Strahd back in the mother's tomb. Yes. I don't remember that, but you guys have better memories than I do. That's yes. She, she, she foretold that you would confront Strahd. You'd have a final confrontation with Strahd in the mother's tomb. If that's what Madame Ava's told you, then that must be what will come to pass. She would not tell you that in some 
twist of fate or cruel joke. I mean, what is a tomb but a place that someone died? And I'm sure someone's mother's died here. Knowing Barovia, that's probably true, yes. Gertrude says, is anybody going to play dead? You're doing a great job, honey. Do you mean play dead or play on the organ dead? Oh, do you know a song called Dead? Like, wait, I might. Play it. Okay. I'm going to. All right. I will proceed yeah. to play chopsticks. No. Um, <laughs> I guess I'll... That's Oregon. I spell it out and play the notes D. Oh, yeah, D-E-A-D, yeah, of course. All right, when you play the notes D-E-A-D, a secret door in the side. <gasps> oh, good job. Halton, cool. you're so smart. Shot in the dark. I said I am, it. I, I said it actually, but that's okay. No one has to like shot in the dark. <laughs> and and Gertruda sits up and she points at the door and she says, "That's a door." <laughs> You're so smart. We're gonna take you right home to your mom so you can help her. You're the dumbest person I've ever met. <laughs> I have to sort out. Just look. like we, she's. I'm just saying. That's just rude, Rahadin. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's me. <laughs> Certainly uh, is. Yep. I don't make fun of your hair. <laughs> With the door so open. So luxurious. Strix will just like flip his hair like, Ugh. Okay. I'm going to approach Gertruda and kind of take a kneel and like put a hand on her shoulder and explain to her, Gertruda, you must listen to me. Okay. This prince that you've been promised, it's that Stroud. He's been lying to you. Look around you. You're surrounded by death and decay and he serves you rotten food. That is, that is no treatment for a princess. And he wasn't wrong. You do deserve a handsome prince, one to take you far away from here and to keep you safe and to bring you home. And we have him here. And I turn her towards Paulton. Like, Wait, what? <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I <laughs> put on Prince Paulton. Prince Paulton is here to take you home. <laughs> yeah, and that's I, me. I'm I'm back at the rest of the party. I'm going to put on the eyes of Charming. I'll just be like, yeah. Yes, my lord. All right. Ready? Uh, Gertruda will uh, rush over to you and say, you're a prince? In some ways. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to, I'll step up to Gertruda and I'm like, She'll ah, wrap her yes. arm tightly around Paulton's arm. It's like, okay, where are we going? Now that I as have she, this. As she, as she hurries over to you, she's on these sort of um, high heel shoes and one of her heels sort of gets caught between two of the floor tiles and she sort of... <laughs> Stumbles and wobbles a little bit as she heads over to you, but once she gets her hands around you, she just wraps her arm around yours. All right. He says, sweep me off my now. feet. Um, you got legs. You're good. That, that's right, Gertruda. He is your prince, Prince Paulton, and he's here to save you. I don't yes. think it's good to lie to young ladies. Evelyn, <laughs> shut up for a second. <laughs> We're saving her. That's true. Gertruda, we need you to go and be somewhere safe that we can find you in a little bit. And when that happens, you're going to be on a majestic course to take you all the way home. She She looks around frantically and says, what about under the bench? Sure. Okay. (laughs) She'll run and hide underneath the bench. (laughs) I'm like, how's that? That worked? We all all good? Secret door time now, please. That's, That's good to me. Gertruda, wait for us here. We shall return. It will get you home. I, uh, Chris, I can summon. Wh- when I summon Morning Glory, I have to cast Fine Steed, right? It takes a spell slot. 
Yes. Yes, thank you. All right. Okay. Uh, when you look into the uh, beyond the secret door, there is a short, dusty landing, and then a dusty staircase leading down into darkness. Would you like me to go first in case there are any traps prepared down there? Yes, please. I'm, I'm usually pretty good at that, but that's fine too. Well, I just figure <laughs> that if one of them if one of them goes off, I can regenerate a bit more damage than you can, DS. Yeah. Uh, okay. That's I'll, fair. I'll, I'll be light for you, and I I go whooshing, and lightfall turns glowy. I'll be immediately mm. behind you. So if right. I, just so I have a chance to at least seeing them before you do anything. Okay. So Diaz is in the second rank, mm -hmm. behind Esmeralda. All right. Um, so uh, uh, you go down the stairs, uh, following Esmeralda. Uh, uh, the light of your shadows playing across the walls. Um, who's behind DF? I think I am with my light. Okay. Lightfall. And I'll, who's? I'll be behind Evelyn. Okay. And that means Paulton's bringing up the rear. Cool. Excellent. All right. Uh, Strix, I'd like you to make a perception check. I thought I was in the safe spot. <laughs> the worst spot. Uh, uh, nine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'd be concerned. <laughs> uh, it's always good when they start rolling dice. <laughs> right, yes. Okay. Um, you are somewhat surprised. I'm when, always surprised. Uh, Mr. Shambleface. Ah! is uh sort of removed from the folds of ripped from the folds of your robe oh gross someone's touching me uh what and, uh paulton you see that your shadow has reached ah! out across the walls into strix's garb pulled mr Shambleface out and is now retreating back up the stairs with it. God damn it, it. What are you doing? Terry shout like, no, that you you come you you get back here right now. Your shadow oh, has fully oh, detached from your body and is now rushing back up the stairs. Not after it. I'm chasing it. All yeah. right, we'll, I'll chase we'll, it oh, too. I, yeah, we need that. Yeah, we definitely need that. Please. <laughs> For we sure. Catch it? Let's go. All right, uh, you rush back up the stairs. Uh, you see the shadow sort of disappear back into the room and the secret door close behind it. Ah. I really go up to the door and I start trying to push on it or look for matches or anything on this side. Uh, you can see that there are tiny holes in the stone um, that you can see the light of the room beyond kind of pour through um but you'd think it, only a creature in gaseous form could slip through these tiny ah, damn it. i can do that the door does not budge otherwise uh do you guys want me to go get it or do you want to go get it because i can turn any of you guys into how about you uh evelyn you you got that you got i can't fight vampires is what i'm saying all they can do is hurt me well the problem is turning back into the gaseous form. You just come back. Oh wait, you. Oh, yeah, I would have to. Darn it! Darn it! Okay, fine. 
yeah. all turn into a gaseous form and go through the holes. This is going to be so bad. <laughs> you know, don't worry. You know? All right. We'll be rooting for you. So Strix, you become gaseous and you oh. slip through the holes back into the room. Okay. All right. And uh, you can see this uh, as you make your way through in gaseous form that the shadow has borne the doll over toward the pipe organ and uh, is whispering to Gertruda. Mm. Um, oh, no. We're not, we're not doing that business. And... <laughs> At that, point, at that point, at that point, as you uh, fully form in the room, you see that the, the shadow has basically thrust the doll into Gertrude's clutches. Ugh. And I'm fully formed now looking at them. Uh, do you want to assume you're... Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, on Gertrude. the table. And I'm going to yell at her and say, give that back to me! And use <laughs> all of my scary thaumaturgy demonness to scare says, the crap out of her. She says, my new prince has whispered to me. He says, guard this with my life, and so I must... Ugh. No, give it back. I'm gonna she, be, she begins to sort of run in her heels no. across the floor no. with the in her clutches no. uh, toward the door. At which point the shadow attacks you, Strix. No. Initiative. no. I got it. The rest of you can hear Strix through these five. tiny little holes in the stone. I believe in you. All right. Five. Strix, the shadow comes at, or Paulton's shadow comes at you with some alarming, uh, monstrous qualities to it. Uh, you see it almost has bat-like wings as it unfurls before you. Cool. <laughs> All right. Now is not the time, Paulton. <laughs> Does a 14 hit your armor class, Strix? Uh, mage armor on? You said you cast it. Yeah, with mage armor... I now have, so wait, so it's four is mage armor added. And normally it's 12. So, so 16 is what you have? Yes. Mm -hmm. All right. So no. Yes. Ah. So it, it reaches out to you um, with its shadowy hand and does not touch you. Take that. Which is good. Ha! <laughs> now you've right. got Gertruda bolting for the door and you've got the shadow oh, no, basically I'm right in front of you. And you I got am. four friends trapped behind a door that they can't open. The shadow has almost taken on what you would say is almost like a solid form. It great. looks like that. That's great. <laughs> that, that's, that's super great. <laughs> Only there was a way to open the door. I, I remember there's a way to open the door. I'm just going to... Okay. You, mage hand. Mage hand. Yep. Ding, ding, mage ding, hand. Ding. It's going to go play the piano. Okay. You have, Strix has never played the piano before. Darn it! So no! she doesn't know D from B from G from Z on a piano. Uh, so uh, Strix, there's no Z on a piano, you idiot. <laughs> Strix doesn't know that. But maybe she remembers where he. Like maybe she paid really close attention. But in order to play, in order to play the four keys with your mage hand, I'm going to require you to make an intelligence check. All right. If you have. You're so smart. I believe you're pretty smart. I'll do that. I'm All right. Uh, let's see. Oh, no, that's only a five. No. Uh, she plays... I'm just live. Chopsticks! <laughs> <Bong>. <laughs> she plays something that is not what you wanted to hear. Uh. All right. Um, can she... If, if we were to yell, could she just hear me? Yeah. Can I just yell and describe which ones to press? <laughs> Uh, 
Yes, you could do that. Okay. You would, you would possibly give her advantage on her next check. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, so the shadow reaches out on its turn. Uh, so Strix, you see Gertruda disappear outside the room, and you can hear her clippity clopping away on the tile floor. Ugh. I'm getting farther and farther away. Uh, the shadow attacks you once more. This time rolls a 19. Oh, yeah, that hits. All right. When it touches you, it deals nine necrotic damage. Cool. That's my favorite kind of damage. And your strength score drops by four. That doesn't really matter. <laughs> Actually, it kind of does. Um, kind of does. What is your current zero? After the strength drain, what is your strength score? Uh, eight. Okay. Oh, wait, sorry, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6. I can't count. Six. Okay. <laughs> yes, you feel greatly weakened by this. Um, and uh, you feel it kind of just drain the, the wherewithal out of your body. All right. And uh, then it is your turn again. All right. So I'm going to try and mage hand it again to play the thing. Okay. Uh, as you look across, you're about 10 feet away from the keyboard, but you can see the keys clearly enough. And make another roll, this time with advantage, because Paulton is right. shouting at you. It's the white yes. one that's next to the black ones. Eight, 18. All right. In this case, you play it correctly, and the Yay. door slides Yay. open. So like, help! Someone yeah. go after Gertruda. She's not fast. All right. Everybody else can roll initiative. Uh, nine, twelve. No, oh, thirteen. Well thirteen for me. Okay. Seven. Seven for DF. Evelyn. Eleven. Eleven. And Paulton. Uh, Nineteen. Paulton, what would you like to do when you see your shadow threatening Strix? Um. Redeem yourself. Can I? Can I stab it with my cool new sword? Sure. Can. Sweet. All right. So, how does this thing work again? Right, so uh, you make an attack roll. You get a plus two bonus on top of any any your normal attack bonus because it is a super magic weapon. Okay. And if you hit, I will let you know. Okay. Uh, that would be an eleven. All right. Uh, so uh, that's with the plus two. Yes. Okay. The luminous blade forms, and you slash out at it, and it just narrowly dodges out of the way. Stupid shadow! <laughs> Told you to hit things with the sword. It's like I still don't know why I was. Why? Why do I have this? Sorry. Right, carry on. <laughs> um, but even in uh, pro in the presence of the sword, you see that this thing seems to kind of wither and cower. Uh, it has been weakened by the presence of this blade. That's right. Cool. And as long as you are this close to it, it has disadvantage on its attack rolls, ability checks, and saving throws. Well, I'm just going to stay close to it with this sword. All right. <laughs> Be like, oh, it doesn't right. like it. I'm starting to pick up a pattern. <laughs> Esmeralda, um, you can see the threat. Uh, you see no sign of Mr. Shambleface. Uh, you see no sign of Gertruda, and you don't really want to get anywhere near that swinging sword. Uh, I don't know. I've got no idea where Gertruda went. Can I, like, yell at her, like, Strix, where did she go? I can almost point wherever she went. So it's that way, I guess. Uh, she, I don't know. That doors. I will run after Gertruda. Okay. Uh, when you run out of the room and you exit the chamber, you're standing in the hallway 
a hallway, uh, when you look toward the north, you can see the grand foyer with the pillars and the dead gargoyles. And you can see Gertruda clitter clattering across the floor with the doll in her clutches, making her way toward the stairs. I will make a beeline to try and basically tackle her down but, uh, and try and rest. Right. You won't be able to catch up to her this yeah, time. That's fine. That's fine. All right. Sprint after. Yes. Okay. And uh, then it is Evelyn's turn. Evelyn, what would you like to do? I want to go after the shadow thingy that's hurting my friend Strix and try to chop it. Okay. Oh, nat 20. Hey! Those are my friends! Hey! Oh, it's going to be a very dead shadow. Okay, so again, uh, I guess I was wielding two-handed. Where's my 10? Yeah. Uh, sorry, sorry. You're going to put out some radiant damage. Okay, so <laughs> there's one, and then my two D6s, plus three is four, plus four is eight. Then what do I do for having credited it? So that's added. Uh, so um, you do maximum damage on a crit, and then you add your weapon die on top of it. So uh, what did you roll on the die? So I rolled a d10, which was... Oh, you mean on the die that... On the d10. I, okay, one. Okay. So you do maximum damage as if you had rolled maximum damage and then add one. Oh, so 11 plus the two radiance. Okay. Eight, now, you, eight, this creature nine. is actually vulnerable to radiant damage, so it takes double radiant damage. Oh, sick. All right. Is all damage I do with Lightfall Radiant now, or only the 2d6? Just the 2d6. Okay, so 11 normal, and then yeah. the 2d6 for 8 times 2 is 16 radiant. Excellent. Yeah, you cut this thing, and it is completely destroyed. <laughs> this corporates. It's gone. And, uh, Paulton, you realize immediately that it doesn't reform on you. You have no shadow. Oh, no. weird. Good. I, yeah, that, I, I'm like, I don't know how to feel about this. <laughs> What's it mean? <laughs> Sorry, your shadow is evil, and I had to kill it because it was hurting Strix. All right. Am I immortal now? <laughs> I don't know. Let's go follow Esmeralda. Uh, Strix, what would you like to do on your turn? Um, I don't know what to do about the whole weakness thing. Uh, Evelyn, can you, like... Tell me, like, some, a prayer, maybe to get rid of this weakness or something. Uh, sure. I don't know why I'm weak. Okay. It touched me, and it was gross. Uh, I, yeah, you can make either a, uh, a medicine check or a religion check. Can I do a religion check to aid her in sure. this prayer? Absolutely. I did a religion, it was 14. Okay. I did one, and it was 15. So you're able to, you think that you'll get your vitality back with a short or long rest. Oh, okay. All I right. Think well, if, it had, if it had drained your strength to zero, you would have died. Again. Again. <laughs> and possibly risen as a shadow. You're not sure. Uh, but Diaz, what would you like to do on your turn? Uh, I would like to cunning action dash. Yep. All my movement, everything I can to assist Esmeralda and chase after Gertruda. Because I'd right. rather not anyone be by themselves, let yes. alone Esmeralda with Gertruda. <laughs> if, you, if you take your double move and you dash, you will be able to get ahead of Gertruda. Okay, is she like going down the stairs at this point? Uh, she looks like she's preparing to run up the stairs, the grand staircase that Mordenkainen went up. All right, so I'd like to, can I get up to him and, and snatch her? Uh, you would have, you've already used all your, everything you had just to get up to her. Okay, well, can I at least get ahead of her and then like block her path? Yes. Ah! And you can say something to her once, once you're in her face. Oh, she uh, pretty much runs right up to you. Okay, uh... 
The, she's, kind of, she's sort of looking backward at the vampire Esmeralda coming after you, and as you race up ahead of you, she just turns, and you're right there. Chasing, I like the T-1000 arms. <laughs> I say, this game was fun! You win! You wrecked it all. <laughs> she sort of dances and says, yay! <laughs> you did awesome, Gertruda. Well done. Give me the doll. No. <laughs> she says, my dark prince has commanded me to watch over it and make sure it doesn't fall into your hands. Gertruda, had you already forgotten about your prince of light? He doesn't like you very much. Bolton? <laughs> Mark Paulton. <laughs> Have we all made it up to her now? Uh, we- yeah, long story short, Diath's cut off her escape and she's not going to be able to get away once Esmeralda's upon her as well. So you guys have basically cornered her in the hall where you fought the gargoyles. I'm going to tell Stinky to climb up on her and bite her. <laughs> okay. Where do you want to? Where do you want him to bite her? Oh, I was going to have it take take her little thing off her. her neck. Oh. Okay. Yeah. You pull her sash off the neck, and you can see that she's got puncture marks on her neck, multiples, um, like three or four different bite marks on do her. Not feet. like abusive relationship. This is worse than I thought it was. Yeah. Sneaky fighter. <laughs> and. Um. Uh, and uh, but at the moment she still has the doll. But as soon as you uh, pull the uh, have the sash pulled down and then give her a nip, she yelps. She doesn't yeah. drop the doll. And she drops the doll. Yes, I'll and take I'll, it. I'll use sleight of hand to quickly like grab it as or, it's yeah. or let Diaz take it. All right, Diaz has the doll. <laughs> Just ha! It's like oh, that was get out of here. That was such a fun time. Ha ha! Did such a good job. Okay, you should probably go hide under that bench again and don't listen to any other shadows because shadows aren't real people and they tell you lies. She, uh, she nods and quickly runs off back to the room. <laughs> Great. Uh, all in favor of just forgetting about her after all of this? No. Me. What about Mad Molly? She uh, was sad. I promised her. Everyone here is sad. I promised her like 20 episodes ago. <laughs> <laughs> We need to find the mother's tomb. Yeah, you have to go back. To, you have to basically follow right. Gertruda back. Let's get back to the secret door, back down our pathway. Okay. Uh, Strix, maybe hold on to this just a little bit harder. Well, now I'm all weak, so I can't hold on to it harder. Oh yeah. Actually, you can hold on to it. No, no, you can't. Never mind. If we rest for a bit, I can hold on to it harder. Damn it. Do we have time to rest? Probably not. No, we don't. So I'm just going to be a weak, noodle-armed person <laughs> until we go fight something terrible. Just don't let anything touch me. Uh, I'll try. I test, and... I test laying on hands. I like lay on a finger and like test it with one. <laughs> one hit point. I mean, I'll take it. I lost some hit points, so. Did it, did it do anything to your weakness? Uh, no, she is still suffering from the weakness. Oh, I got some hit points. How about you do get the hit points back? Yay! Let me just try a little something. I'm going to cast protection from evil on Strix. This probably isn't going to help, but maybe it'll stop shadows from trying to pinch things off of you. <coughs> That's oh. it. Oh, I'll cast cool. protection from evil on Strix. All right. All right. Strix? I feel itchy. <laughs> oh, it's fine, darling. Please. Evil <laughs> face. Still yours. All um, right. I'll, hold, I'll clutch him as close yeah. as I can to myself. All right. I oh good. Go ahead. Nope. I asked Strix. I say, Strix, it was it was my shadow that hurt you. Yes, it was your shadow. 
is my shadow that did this to you. Yes. Badass. No. Oh, no. Sorry. <laughs> like, sorry, I'm getting over the fact that, I don't know, my shadow physically formed, became a warrior. I don't know. It's pretty cool. It's oh, cool. yeah, she it's don't, you don't have a shadow anymore. Um, please, just, just play the piano. <laughs> it's an organ. the door opens once more you step through it and you make your descent once again um assuming in the same formation you went in last time yes i'll make sure that uh i want to make sure that i also cast c invisibility very good just so i can keep just just in case when you reach the bottom of the stairs um uh you can see uh, by the time you reach the bottom of the stairs, you can hear the secret door above you is closed again. Uh, you also come to a flat 10 by 10 landing. Um, dusty, nothing really in here. Uh, but there is a stone door directly across from you, similar in size and shape to the crypt doors that you encounter down in the catacombs. You think you may have come in through the back of one of the crypts. Mm. Nice. That's a good Looks like where we're supposed to be. Yes. Do you want to check? Test the door, perhaps, see if yeah. there's any nefariousness about All it. All over it. I'm going to search this door for trap using my dungeon delver. If he give me advantage against traps for anything. Good, good, good. Thanks, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled uh, perception 25. Excellent. Uh, you believe that uh, there is a magical warding trap on this door. You see a small glyph in the corner of the door that would trigger a glyph of warding were the door to be opened. You would also see what appear to be very tiny holes in the door through which a creature in gaseous form could pass safely. Oh, no. Okay. Mm. Uh... Now, you know with, uh, that you can attempt to deface this glyph, Yath. Um, if you are successful, the glyph will be destroyed and you can open the door safely. If you are unsuccessful, you could trigger the glyph. Who thinks I got this? Yeah, Would I something... think you got it. I believe Lathander has blessed you with... That's not what I asked. <laughs> <laughs> Would something like dispelling magic, Strix, is that something you can do? Can you remove magic? That's a thing that I can't do ah, that I well. wish I could do. <laughs> if possible, I'm, I don't point want, is moot. I don't want Strix to exhaust all of her spells before we really need them. So. No, nah, that's very true. I'll, I'll try I'll try to get rid of this ward so that Strix doesn't have to use up any more of her energy. All right. I know um, I have noodle arms. Make a dexterity sleight of hand check. I can slide. Should we all back up in case like it explodes? You know, maybe. All right, let's back up. <laughs> I mean, how do you want to back up? Uh, uh, long staircase. You can all right, walk all right. Like thirty feet. Okay. Slide of hand. Ha! Uh, twenty-four. Okay, the glyph is uh, defaced. You don't, Yay! Think will, you don't think it will be set off? I spin like my my thieves tools around my finger and like. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> we'll come up, we'll walk 30 feet back. Okay, everything's okay. fine. Uh, when you pull open or push open the stone door, you are back in familiar surroundings. You're down in the catacombs under the castle. There's bat shit all over the floor, and there are these uh, thick 
pillars holding up the vaulted ceiling, and in the pillars are many more crypts. All right. Well, where's where's mom? Well, mom. Yeah. So Esmeralda, Esmeralda, you know that uh, if you sort of wander through these maze of crypts uh, to the, if you get your bearings right, uh, you think you could find the way to Strahd's Crypt. That's probably not where you want to go. You know that there is another crypt on the far side of the catacombs that you haven't been in. There is a third crypt um, uh, here as well. Hmm. <coughs> Oh, really? Grand crypt. Okay, well, I'll, I'll say there's there's two crypts I've never been to before. I know where Strahd's crypt is, but the other two I've never been in before. It could possibly be one of those. Uh, if I get my bearings, I may be able to lead you to them. Right. If you want to, you can make a, um, a wisdom. Uh, I guess this would be, since it's navigation, survival check. Okay. Yeah, okay. Whoop. Uh, that is a 14 plus 6, 20 on survival. Uh, yeah, you think uh, once you lead them between the various crypts, and many of them have colorful epithets written on them. Uh, in fact, the ones you sort of pass by, uh, one of the two crypts has an epithet that says, Stefan Grigorovich, first counselor to King Baroff von Zarovich. You pass a crypt that says, Entry sick valu. He spurned wealth for the knowledge he could have taken to heaven. And then finally, another crypt that says Katrina Malakovna, ride. Ah, this was Katrina's crypt. Strad's. Would I, I know about that legend? The, uh, you know the legend of Petrina Velikovna. She was Sergei's, right? Uh, she was a woman who uh, of dusk elf origin, oh. who uh, became entranced by Strahd and actively pursued him. And they were <clears throat> married. And when she returned uh, back home, the dusk elves stoned her to death um, for essentially. But they thought was a betrayal. But they thought they were also doing her a favor that she would be cursed uh, to be married to the living to this living man, this warlord, this conqueror, Strahd. So she died, and her body was borne back to the castle by Strahd. And he sent his one of his generals, who later became his chamberlain, to slaughter all of the dusk elf uh, who were responsible. Um, specifically, uh, and make sure all the Dusk Elf women were killed so the Dusk Elf men could not sire children. Oof. And that Dusk Elf's name was Rahadin. Oh, I tell you this tale. Trix just looks at her, like, gross form and just like, ah! and shakes it off. Yep. <laughs> I figured you lost it after you went into a gas form. But there is a, a sort of, you've discovered, or Esmeralda has led you to, a wider causeway through the catacombs, where the crypts are a little bit farther apart and the arches are a little bit higher. And it is a direct route between a spiral staircase to the west leading up into the castle and what appears to be a, a straight staircase leading down into what appears to be an imperious crypt. This could be it. Mm. I bet that's where Mother is. Well, it's it's not going to be back up towards the castle. 
Well, let's go. Well, are we right. ready? Let's all ever be. I mean, Strix, are you all right? Are you going to be fine for this no, battle, Strix? No, I'm noodly. Well, then let's rest for a minute. We don't have time. I'll just stay away from it. It's everything. I'll just hide and then just pop pop out the puppet and just be like, hello, I love you. Then we'll leave. Look, Strix is never ready. Okay. Thanks, friend. (laughs) I'll do my best to look after Strix as best as I can, if need be. I'm not sure how much I'll be able to engage Strahd himself. Noodle alarms. Uh, You guys can see a light coming down the spiral staircase into the catacombs, but it's still a ways off. You don't know what's creating it, but you can hear footfalls of someone walking down the staircase coming toward you. It doesn't sound like little Gertrude heels, does it? No. It's more sort of uneven, almost like an odd galumph sound. Mm. And it's, it sounds solitary, and whatever it is, is definitely holding a light source of some kind. Should we deal with that before we go any further? I think we should get down to the crypts. If need be, let it come to us. We could always try and hide in the crypt and ambush it if need be. I like that idea. <clears throat> All I'm right, afraid, I don't know. Hiding time, let's hide. Straight to you rest while you hide. All right. As you turn toward the crypt, you hear the wind... Um, moan through the catacombs and it says come to me i don't like that okay it wasn't just me (laughs) (laughs) you're not the boss of us is this like a answering like if i go where are you maybe you'll answer scary wind she just waits all right she gets no response wind never answers me Crypt, then. Crypt. Okay, here we go. All right, DF, you start to cut a swath through the bat guano toward the crypt. You see wide steps descend to a landing flanked by two alcoves. Within each alcove, to your left and right, taking up the full 30-foot height of the ceiling is a bronze statue of a warrior holding a spear. A soft blue curtain of light flows between the two alcoves. Dimly visible beyond this bluish curtain of light are more descending stairs that seem to drop about another 10 feet into a royal tomb. Uh, but basically, you've, there's a staircase leading down to a landing with alcoves and statues, and then another staircase past that landing. The alcoves have that curtain of blue light between them. You can also see where you're standing at the very top of the stairs. There is a portcullis, but it's raised up into the ceiling, so you can just see the spikes of iron protruding from above. Mm. Mm. <laughs> DF and Esmeralda both just... Mm. <laughs> well... Well, uh, maybe we should knock down one of those statues. What? Well, there's sure. a blue light between them. Maybe that's, yeah. you know. They are, the statues are monumentally huge. You're not even sure you could budge them. But uh, closer inspection reveals they're not flush with the back walls of the alcove. There are narrow gaps behind them. Maybe there's a secret door or something. Can people fit between there? When you look, you're thinking maybe a small creature could, but definitely not somebody man-sized. Dang. I'm pretty um, small. 
Does the barrier cover the whole uh, width, or is there a like space above it? For There's example, no space it... above it. Um, okay. It goes literally between the two statues, floor to ceiling. Sing, sing. And can I do like an arcana check to figure out? Is it like? Is it just like to keep things out, or will it hurt people if they go through it, or something? Or uh, go. Anybody who wants to can make an arcana check and inspect it more closely. Uh, Seventeen for me on an arcana check. I got ten. I got four. All right. With a 17, you are able to sense it is a magical barrier of sorts. You don't think it will hedge anything out, but you think it might affect something that passes through it. I don't know its effects, but something will happen to those who pass, this, pass through it. It doesn't. The magic spell would reveal the exact aura of magic and probably give you a better indication of what it could do. Is there like a rock or a bone or anything around? There's lots of stuff lying around that you could pick up and through if you want to I pick up through. like a, a little bone and I just throw it at the barrier. It goes right through. Clatters down should, onto the stairs. We should just walk through it. I don't think so. I mean, I might be all right considering that I've been made undead. It may be that it's to keep the living such as yourselves out, but I don't really want to go through on my own. I mm. just wish we could find a good way to turn it off. Hmm. Or maybe shrink everyone down, and then no, we can't do that. Okay. It doesn't shrink that much. <laughs> no, it don't. It's like a halfling size, Evelyn. Like it's not like pocket sized. But he but said I, mean, I can fit through it, so it's not that small. I'd like to do a quick search around to see if there's any other uh, glyphs or something that could be powering this barrier. Sure. Anything that could disable. Yep. While he's doing that, everybody else make perception checks as well. Nope. <laughs> Thirteen. <laughs> 13? Nine. Ten for me. Nine, two. We're not very perceptive today. Okay. Uh, do I get to roll? Yes, you do. I like my roll. Go ahead. Not 20. Okay. <laughs> uh, you do not find any glyphs of any kind. Uh, nothing nothing that would, would also suggest any kind of lever, secret door, or other uh, curiosity. Dang. Uh, I tried. Um, what about if we all got in a hut right under the blue magic? And Stop. Then- <laughs> <laughs> okay. How about how about a one test just for my own sake? Can I like take? There's like rocks and stuff around, right? Uh, there are. Yes. Okay. Could I like tie one to like a rope or something? Yep. I have to a rope, basically. Yeah, and then cast that in. So what yeah. happened? What happens to the bone when I cast it in? Uh, it goes right it right through, like it's like the curtain wasn't even there. Okay, now can I try pulling it back out? Yes, and you are successful. Okay, well I got nothing else then. I poke the barrier with lightfall. Uh, nothing happens when lightfall enters the barrier. Walk in, see what happens. Let's go. Let's go. Here we go. I, I put a hand in it real quick, just, <laughs> just my left hand, just real quick, just. <laughs> when your left hand enters the barrier, you are teleported back behind you to the top of the stairs. <laughs> Did it work? <laughs> I Where am I? And you can see uh, the the shape with the light that was coming down the stairs. You can actually see that now at the very, very far end of the catacombs. It's like, ooh, uh, almost 100 feet away from you. Just this outline of a malformed creature holding up a lantern. 
I immediately like go into stealth and try to get my way back to my friends. Okay. Maybe that guy knows how to get through the barrier. Make a stealth check. Thirteen. You're not particularly stealthy. (laughs) (laughs) The the light does seem to sort of flick in your direction. Um, Frank, I just teleported. I didn't know where I was. Yep. So, Chris, I could personally go around the statue, you said. You think you could squeeze around it, yes. Uh, Could anyone else in the party? No. Unless they were clouds. Right. Well, yeah, yeah. What if I just were like to go on the other side and like pull one of you through? Mm. They get stuck. <laughs> That's, that sounds like a, a teleport conundrum where someone gets stuck in a wall or something. Well, maybe I could like care. No, I can't carry you through. Can't shrink you down. Maybe this is just the, not where we need to be. Like maybe. Strahd wants us to go to the other crypt. Is is the uh we had the voice calling us here though. Yeah. yeah. Is the is the person or the whatever with the light source like still coming closer to where we are or is he going? Uh they uh you can't see when you sort of go back up the stairs a little bit to get a closer look. You can see that he's standing at the top of the far stair or at the bottom of the far staircase, shining the light around as if he's looking for somebody, but he hasn't spotted where you've gone. Do I do I, by chance, recognize if this is the uh, the cell keep person when I was yeah. first? Here? This is this is the mongrel folk who uh, basically lives in the castle as this Igor-like figure that you met. Okay. His name is uh, his name is Cyrus. Cyrus. Uh, how far is he from me? About a hundred feet. So he's within. He can hear you if you were to shout out to him, but you can't make him out clearly, and he can't make you out clearly. Gotcha. Um, is there any way I'd be able to like sneak within like 30 feet of him? Yeah, there are all these, uh, the catacombs is all these thick pillars supporting up the ceiling that have crypts being basically skulk through, weave your way around the crypts. Okay. Um, can I do that then? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, make a stealth check. All right. Probably should have looked at my stealth before. Oh, okay. That's all right. So Paulton kind of disappears. Uh, fifteen. Oh, great! Okay. You go Everyone's squishing gone. through. You go squishing through the back guano, hiding among the crypts, uh, slinking your way up toward him. Uh, yeah, you can see that Cyrus has come down and is sort of wading through the thin layer of bat guano in his bare feet, uh, and he's this deformed mongrel folk creature holding up a lantern, and he has not spotted you. Okay. Out, um, now out in in the midst of the uh, catacombs. And he's alone, right? Yes. Okay, uh, I want to cast suggestion on him. Okay. Uh, and is that is that my role, or does he do a save? Uh, he has to make a saving throw. Okay. And he just rolled a four. <laughs> oh. Um, so he rolled a total of seven. So that's not going to do it. So I, I get up, I just call him, I'm like, Cyrus, my friend, long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, 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 we need your help with something. Can you can you just come with me and we're gonna can we take a look at something? Yeah, we're that's all right. right, cool. <laughs> all right, he'll come lumbering along. Just, just uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so they just see me like casually walking with 
Yeah. I'm pointing at him like, full of surprises all the time. So there is Cyrus. Oh, Cyrus. Oh, lovely. He is a hunched, short, hunched creature um, with weird, almost werewolf-like qualities and animal. Uh, he's got a, a webbed duck's foot uh, where his left foot should be. Um, and he is holding up this lantern. And he says, oh, the master awaits you in the mother's tomb. Right. That, and that's we're trying to make that happen. But uh, <laughs> I'm like, oh, also, by the way, uh, Cyrus, these are, these are friends. Yeah, say hello. Hi. How do you do? Hi. Hello. Still hiding. Yeah. And, uh, so uh, do you know, I just point to the... You can see he's wearing a decorative wooden pendant around his neck fitted with what appears to be a varnished human eyeball. I like that. <laughs> and uh, he kind of gives you all crazy looks. And so I just, I tell him what we're dealing with. I'm like, hey, can you, can you give us a couple pointers? Maybe, I don't know. I don't know, help us out here. He says, well, only creatures of good heart can pass through that barrier. <laughs> I just start cracking up. I look to where DF teleported and I raise an eyebrow. <laughs> I'm like, like, oh, that's funny. All right. good, good heart towards your master or just good heart in general? Uh, in general. Uh, well, how come he didn't pass through? He's good-hearted. Obviously not. <laughs> like, Wait. That's why it's funny. So the only person who's going to be able to pass through is Evelyn? Uh, he sort of, he sort of looks Evelyn up and down and says, no, she's not good-hearted either. <laughs> like, okay. Just laughing. <laughs> like, just rolling on the ground, just like, <laughs> 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 Like, okay, so so you can gauge who among us would be able to pass then. Yeah. She he looks you all over, none of you. All right, that seems could, about right. Could you pass through? That's fair. Uh, no. Okay. Is there any way to shut this thing down? Uh he uh says Oh, <laughs> Well, that's okay. Ask if this is even the mother's tomb. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm gonna ask that. What? If this if is this even the mother's tomb. He says, "Yeah, that's where King Baroff and Queen Ravenovia are sealed." Well, bless your heart, but how are we going to get to see Mister Strahd if we can't go past the barrier? He sort of shrugs his hunched shoulders and uh, starts giggling to himself. And he says, sorry, that was in bad taste. And uh, he says, I, I don't go down here. I don't know magic. Well, as always, you are such a help. Just come upstairs and I'll feed you to my zombies. I mean, okay. my zombies. <laughs> They're really tasty. So we, I've been cooking them all afternoon. Uh, as much as that sounds appealing. <sighs> what, could well, you tell us more about what it means to have a so-called good heart? I mean, obviously no one is truly good in the great light of Lathander by comparison, but what what must one do to have a good heart? You seem to be able to see it. He says, it's just a, 
an aura thing. Uh, vibes. Okay, cool. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, uh, guys, is, is, he, is there anything else he can help us with? Anyone can think of? The only, the, only thing, the only thing that I can think of that can get us through here is that if I get us through with Dimension Door one at a time. That's something. So a little if, mongrel man. What if we destroy the statues? Will that will that destroy the barrier? Do you know? He says they look pretty tough, but maybe I don't know. Shouldn't you be up protecting the heart of sorrow? Oh uh, yes, no. I'm just having a bit of a, a coffee break. That's all. <laughs> mm. Maybe there's a way to turn it off from the inside. If a few of us go over. <laughs> If, I mean, you and Evelyn can get through Strix without having to do too much. And Evelyn can look after you while you try and find something to shut it down, perhaps. I think I can get Evelyn through. I can go around. Look, yeah, she can get I around. Go, I go yeah. between the statue and the wall. <laughs> no. Okay. You kind of get stuck about halfway through, but then you suck it in and... <laughs> I take one of, my, one of my battle axes off my back because yep. I was getting stuck. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're on the other side. Yeah. So then I'll um, I'll cast a dimension door to get myself, and I think I can get carry one other person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've done so, it before. Um, so who gets to come with me? To take Polton, perhaps, or DS to help try and find something to shut this off. Uh, well, Polton, you have the the other fiery sword, so mm-hmm. you stay with Esmeralda, and I'll take DS. Okay. Okay. Okay, so I'll try to grab okay. Dieth and pull him through. All right, so you dimension door on the other side of the portal, and Bamf, you're on the other side of the portal with Dieth. Evelyn's on the other side of the portal. But now that currently leaves Esmeralda and Paulton by their lonesome. Are you guys sure you can't just walk through? Maybe Insects. people with shadows, maybe people without shadows can just walk through. Maybe vampires can just walk through. It's worth a try, and I'll try and walk through. All right, uh, you two are teleported back. 10 feet behind you at the top of the stairs. Walk through it backwards. You hear bugger from the top <laughs> of the stairs. Yeah. I, uh, I like Cyrus it. is still there, right? Yeah. Like, well, as usual, back. you're, you're always a, you're always a big help friendo. So, uh, why don't you, why don't you get back to what you're doing and we'll join you later for dinner. Sound good? <laughs> Sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> He'll, uh, make his way up the stairs and shamble off with his light. I can come back Great. and use, I can, Get do one more dimension door and come back and get everyone. If you kill the master, this place will be mine. Mine. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> hmm. Sounds good. I don't know what that was about. Well, I guess we'll just look around and see what we can find. I still vote right. walk through it backwards. So, um, give it a go, Paulton. <laughs> you haven't gone through yet, Paulton. All right, I'm going to try to go through. Backwards. Do it. Walk backwards. Sure. For flavor, I walk backwards. (laughs) I like moonwalk through it. Here we go. Uh, You are teleported up next to Esmeralda. It's like, wow. Wow, here we are. Here we are. Here we are again. Yes. Uh, The rest of you, as you make your way down the staircase, uh, you see uh, that the tomb at the bottom rests in hushed silence. Uh, Tall stained glass windows dominate the far walls. Um, 
allowing um, uh, you can hear like uh, rain pittering against their outsides, uh, but they're they're uh, you can't see through them. Um, there are two coffins resting atop marble slabs across from each other, one to your right and one to your left. Uh, one to your left is marked King Baroff von Zarovich, and the one to the right is marked Queen Ravenovia von Royen. And you can see that the lids of their sarcophagi are sculpted in their forms. So they kind of look like effigies of the dead royal couple. The vaulted ceiling is 30 feet overhead and inlaid with a beautiful gold mosaic. And you see Devil Strahd, the vampire himself, has thrown himself onto the sarcophagus of his mother and is weeping. I don't think we should say anything to him until we get the rest of our party. If, if not to rewind a little bit after I got to their side, is there a way to check for a way to shut off the teleport device on the other side? Absolutely. You could make a uh, make a perception check sure. or an intelligence investigation. I don't want to like, rewind too much. This is kind of sad. Uh, 20? 20. Yeah. Uh, there appears to be no such mechanism. Dang. Okay. But there's something weird. Uh, the The curtain is much fainter on this side. Hmm. It's barely there. You can probably go through it back that way, no problem. That's my guess. That's a good guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How could he was squeezing? Well, he's not paying there. attention, so. Uh, if he if he is aware of your presence, he has not yet shown it. I'm just gonna hide behind Evelyn and pull out the doll. We need the other people. Well, go get them. I don't know how to get them. <laughs> as, your, as your voice echoes loudly. <laughs> why do you do these things? <laughs> uh, you see that the, the uh, vampire lord uh, stops, <laughs> stops his weeping on the sarcophagus and sort of uh, starts to regain his composure. I'd like everybody to roll initiative, please. Can we run now? <laughs> Fifteen. Fifteen for Evelyn. Uh, Twenty. Twenty for Diath. Twelve. Uh, Twelve for Paulton. Strix. Eighteen. Eighteen for Strix. Ismerelda. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. All right. Uh, Paulton, you're not exactly aware what's going on. You can't see Strahd in the tomb. He hasn't come into your view yet. You do. You did hear Strix start yelling. <laughs> oh, that's probably great. You're like, mm, yep, that's a Strahd yell. Yep. <laughs> Would you like to do anything? Any of us or? Uh, Paulton. Okay. Um, through the door. Oh, squeezing sorry, I, was looking at, I was looking at the wrong initiatives. Never mind. Uh, the highest initiative is actually Esmeralda's. Yeah, so I'll look at Paulton and be, just be like, so, fancy trying to squeeze through that gap Evelyn went through, or? Sure. Um, Let's try and tuck in. It's like, I feel like pressure's on, so might as well. Can is there, I, I, these are massive stone statues. I'm guessing, am I stronger as a vampire, Chris? They're bronze statues. Oh, they're bronze statues. Am I stronger? Do I look like, you know, do I think I could maybe even just try and push them a little bit to help Paulton get through, or do they uh, look way too heavy? No, they're 30 feet tall. 
Yeah, damn. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a bit too much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll just move up to the barrier and and try and help Polton in any way I can, like push him through almost, like through the gap. <laughs> okay, um, so that's what you're prepared to do. DF, you're actually next. Oh, boy! Uh, how, so this, you said we went, I know we went to initiative, and Strahd is obviously regains composure. Uh, does he look... Is he standing in such a way that he's looking looks threatening or ready to like lunge at us or um he is still distraught um and has his back to you um um uh okay so I'll, i i won't, i'm not gonna attack or anything okay. or draw yet so he clearly knows that we are here so um i'll i'm, I'm going to talk to him i'm going to say these tombs your parents yes <laughs> and he says when i was taken by the dark powers i saw the faces of my father and mother formed in the clouds above in the sky overhead, glowering at me, disapproving of the life I led. Then I died and became a creature of darkness. And now I cannot see their faces. Their faces are gone from my memory. And he sort of puts a, a gaunt hand on the face of his, the effigy of his mother, and he says, these crude carvings do not do service to their magnificence and beauty. Were they once the rulers of Barovia? They were the rulers of a distant land that I inherited from my father. My mother was brought here and died en route. My father never lived to see this castle raised in his wife's honor. Uh, run now's the time to run just, run the other way through the barrier he's not looking at us let's go no strict hush for a second the dude likes to talk let him keep talking so the others get here okay so you're buying time yeah. it is strix's turn because strad is currently not taking any actions strix what would you like to do are you sure you don't want to run if Come all the all this way. The plan was to go in here, get his attention, and be like, "Ooh, we're all gonna get you," and then run back to everyone else. I don't remember making that plan. I made it in my head. Great. <laughs> well, I have the puppet out, so I'm just waiting for him to look at me. I'm kind of like almost like keeping a hand. I'm like, and I'm also gonna tell Evelyn, Evelyn, get that raven thing out. Hold it out at him. Just hold it out. Do pray or something. You have the holy symbol of raven kind that you found in the... I know. I'm just waiting All for right. my turn. Guess I'm... what? It's your turn. I He's saying these things about his parents. Yes. And like you see us... I was standing like proud and warrior Evelyn, but I kind of relaxed when you see I'm like piteous Evelyn, you know? I'm like, how sad. And I, I take out the, the amulet. Yeah. And I say, Strahd... You who have been taken and imprisoned by the darkness. I, Evelyn Avalona Helvig Marthane, servant of Lathander, 
compel you in the name of the morning Lord and set you free. And then I raised the amulet to him in an effort to paralyze him. Okay. Uh, very good. So you spend a charge. It flares with holy power. And he must make a wisdom saving throw. Oh, boy. All right. He rolls a two. (laughs) (laughs) It's time to be turned to the light. Uh, Not a good roll for him. Not a good look. So total of nine. So yes, uh, you basically, uh, he is held uh, paralyzed in place. I don't have any more action. That That's right. You don't. Right. You could move if you wanted to, but that's it. No, I'm standing right. for holding. Uh, Paulton, Paulton, you're up. Esmeralda is down by the statues, preparing to wedge you, jam you, thrust you through. <laughs> okay. I'm going to uh, preemptively cast invisibility on myself. Okay. And uh, I'm going to try and, I guess, wedge through. Okay, uh, make a dexterity acrobatics check. Uh, you have advantage on the roll. Cool. Hey. Oh, and also for her to help me, if she needs to know where I am, I'm, I'm just I'm just like follow snap, follow snap. It's right here. <laughs> I'm just shoving around where I can. Uh, what was what was that throw? Uh, that would be a dexterity acrobatics. Okay. As Meryl probably like touches his butt by accident or something. Twenty-two. Oops. All right, you pop through. Woo! Miraculously. Nice. Sweet. Uh, you're not sure you could ever do that again. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that, since you cast invisibility and then went through, you've pretty much used your actions. When you get down, you see that Strahd is standing in the tomb over his mother's crypt, over her sarcophagus, uh, but he seems rigid. He's not moving at all. Um, and clearly... Evelyn has held him in place with the power of this holy symbol. All right. Uh, and then it is, uh, so that's, uh, Esmeralda was helping Paulton. So, um, DF. So he is completely paralyzed, firm in place? It appears so. Great. <laughs> um, well, I mean, there's not a whole lot else I could do, so I'm just kind of like, kind of casually walk around to the front of them towards the tomb. Not make eye contact because I, uh, I say that. Okay, but still kind of continue my conversation with them. Okay, please do. Uh, I'll just say things, so even though he's currently paralyzed. Like I still want to talk yes. to him. Yes. Uh, and her death pains you so. Yes, you can see the pain on register on his face, even though he can't move a muscle. Mm-hmm. And, and what are the pain of all those you have brought? All of those that you have made suffer? All of those that you have cursed within this land? Does that make what you have gone through and what you have done right? Uh, uh, I mean, I'm just going to basically kind of taunting him that way throughout the rest of my turn. Got it. Since he can't can't move, just letting him know that. You can uh, see in his eyes a mixture of uh, sorrow for himself and boiling hate for the rest of existence. Right. 
um, he, you don't sense any remorse. There's nothing there. Um, he is a black hole, as far as you can tell. Uh, Strix, or sorry, uh, Strahd would go next, but he currently can't. Strix, ah. what would you like to do? I'm going to shimmy over to where Dieth is and just bring up the puppet, like in front of his face, and be like, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And just wave its little arms and be like, hello. Okay. Uh, a battle of wills must now begin. Make a charisma check for me, Holly, opposed by Strahd's charisma check, and he's plus nine. Plus nine? Yeah. And as, as like Strix brings the doll around, uh, I'll just say to Strahd, uh, think of it this way. We're going to release you. To the light. To the light. Not, no, not to the yeah. light. To the, with the morning, Lord. <laughs> nope, we're not doing that morning. Yeah, with the lander. No, he's... And it's, uh... All right, uh, make your roll. 22. Holy shit. <laughs> 19. Okay. Um, so... I need to do it. Uh, he stares into his puppet effigy, and he can't react in any way, shape, or form, but you see him basically turn gaseous and get drawn. In this moment, the actual puppet animates, ah! his mouth uh, opens, and it just sucks him inside of it. Oh, Is my hand still in it while it's doing that? Probably. <laughs> I'm going to be pressed out by that. Nope. <laughs> so Strahd disappears and is sucked into the puppet. And well, now you just, have, you just have the puppet. Is it moving? No. Oof. Is he gone? I'll just hold it. He's, he's oh. not around. He's not there. He's, he's not here. But this, you if just this have is the puppet. I'll just, can I just dangle it and shake it around a little bit? Yeah. How's that feel? How's that feel? Huh? Huh? It was kind of look around at each other. It's like, I uh, I ask her, Strix, because uh, I, I had held it up to, like, you know, paralyze him, and then I had been, like, since then, kind of going like this, like, preparing a spell. I was like, if you want to just set it down right there for a second. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, so, uh, Strix, that's your, your action. Evelyn, you're actually next. Uh, I cast, what's it called? Moonlight? Moonbeam. I cast Moonbeam right where the puppet is. What does that do? Searing, burning, radiant damage. The light of Lathander from above. But it's the moon. That's ironic. Uh, yeah, so silvery beam of light uh, shines down uh, from the ceiling upon the uh, illuminating the puppet in a ghostly moonish light. Um, it's a, It affects a creature, or creatures, I should say. Do-do-do-do-do. Um, it seems to have no effect on the puppet whatsoever. Dang it! Oh, that would have looked so cool. Ah, oh, um, he's just in the puppet. Why don't yeah. we just leave him with his mom and dad? Uh, the 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 spell has no effect on items, so uh, it is unaffected. Well, um, I guess he is just an item, but I still think we should smash it. Halton, you're up. So uh, you are present. Okay, and I see that he is in this doll now. You're pretty sure he is lying oh. on the floor in the doll. Smash it with the light sword of the thunder yeah. with the morning light. I was going to say, uh, I'm going to take out the light sword and be like, ah, floating what sword. About, just like, what about this? I, I, I asked. idea. Um, but the oh. evil that we know is in a doll is better than the evil that we don't know where it is. Does that make sense? Aren't we supposed to destroy the doll? I thought we were smashy smashing the doll. 
You know, I'm just saying if he gets let let out and he died, he could just come right back. Demons come right back. Devils come right back. He could just come right back. Oh, why? Uh, why was I given the sword? <laughs> Grab the doll if you want. I'm just saying. Do it. I'm going to I'm going to stab the doll with the sword. Okay. What what does it look like? What do you probably do? be back? Esmeralda. Mm. Uh, you know that uh, you know something about Vistani effigies. Mm. You know that this is a prison for Strahd. If the prison is destroyed, Strahd will escape. You don't know where he might appear. He okay. Okay, I will call out. I'll be like, "Don't destroy the don't destroy the doll." It's like <laughs> <laughs> what? That's what I said, but no one listens to Strix. The doll is a prison for his his soul, his spirit. If you destroy it, you'll release him. He'll reappear somewhere, somehow. Oh, so the doll's a... And if we... Then he... Yeah. Oh. Yep. Mm-hmm. oh, my Put bad. The away. I'm just like... That was maybe- almost something. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe we should put the doll somewhere safe or no one will ever find it. We can't Probably. guarantee that. It may be a good idea to take the doll away from Barovia if we can find a way, have, and perhaps take it outside of the mists. Wait, can we leave? Can we leave right now? I don't know. I don't even know. I don't even know if this this works. Is the land truly free from Strahd? I don't know. Uh, Chris, you said that I feel in Barovia like a sense of disconnectedness from Lathander. Do I feel any change in that now that Strahd is... Imprisoned. You do feel a change in that. Something has changed. I, I, I feel like something has changed. I, I feel a freedom. I, I feel the light of the morning Lord upon me. I think we can leave Barovia. Esmeralda, you know that you can never leave Barovia. You are damned yeah. as a vampire spawn forever. You would like nothing more than to be put out of your misery. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as as they're kind of as they've got the realization that the you know the doll is a prison, you can just see her taking out her weapons, laying them on the ground, writing a small note that has uh, for Van Richten written on it, uh, setting that aside, and just kind of gets on her knees and just waits for them to finish in the tomb and to right. come back out. You guys have uh, trapped Strahd in the doll. You have the doll with you. As it happens, oh. you can pass through the barrier out of the tomb without being teleported in any way, shape, or form. I'll hold on to the doll. I don't like evil someplace where I can't see it. Did, did we ever find out or know for sure if Strahd is injured by sunlight? He is a vampire. You would so, assume he is. I presume yes. Yes. Okay, cool. Alton, um, uh, what do you... Uh, so uh, Esmeralda has uh, basically... Uh, kneeled herself down at the top of the stairs. Do you want to do anything? I guess let's try to leave. Esmeralda, what are you doing? Why are you kneeling down? Oh, it's, uh, well, and she kind of looks up and you can see there's kind of a sad look in her eyes and uh, she just looks at all of you and she's like, I just, (sighs) thank you. Thank you for what you've done. It's a task neither I or Van Richten could have accomplished alone. You've not just saved Barovia from Strahd. You've stopped him from ever returning. You've done something that I don't think anyone's done before. And you've had to bear all these terrible burdens. But I have one more to ask of you, actually. I've spent my life hunting these monsters, and I can think of no worse punishment than having to spend the rest of my undead life as one. 
I'd very much like to have the release of the Morning Lord, if you wouldn't mind, Evelyn. Well, Woof. I'd, I'd much prefer to have you stick around. I understand looking for the light, but I look at Dieth and I'm like, Do you, don't you have like a bring someone back to life for free card or something? Did I mean, that work on Undead? Not Undead, no. My spirit needs to be, I this form needs to be destroyed so that I can, my spirit can be at peace. It is customary among the Vistana um, Esmeralda uh, for them to kind of look out for their own and uh, uh, okay. they become infirmed or unable to continue or really be of any benefit to the family whatsoever. It's really the family's mm-hmm. responsibility to. Okay, so yeah, so I'll say, well, actually... Colton, as a Vistani, uh, it may be more suitable for you to do the honors. Oh, don't, don't, don't bring me into. Come on. Mm, sorry, Vistani, but uh, this one's on you. Yeah, with that, I kind of like take Evelyn and sticks by their shoulders, and Kyle lead them along. It's like, come on, Colton will catch up. I give. Uh, oh, I'm gonna watch. You know why? Because this place is awful. Strahd is gone, and it's still awful. So this is why we're here to just see awful things happen and try to make things better in other places. And she'll just sit down and just like give Esmeralda a real hug. No, oh, she kind of wraps her arms around you, and it's just like, oh, Strix, it's not that bad. You've done on. You've made this place a much, much better place. And Make a wisdom honestly, throw Esmeralda. Oh, okay. Yep. Here we go. Oh, there's the eight. Uh, that's a, that's a whopping eight. Okay, nice. uh, <laughs> biting Strix on the neck. Oh come on, Strix! <laughs> Get away from me! No, oh, you're so right. delicious. I can't help it. So make an attack roll. Yeah, uh, with your uh, with the bite. Yep, uh, that's an Everywhere eighteen. Is awful. That hits. Uh, so Does Strix, sh- roll damage against Strix. Is there any I, benefit there... from her being close to me? This I was going to say. My point. Is my protection from evil still affecting her? Can uh, I? Would yes. that give me disadvantage? Yes. Let's do that. Yay! I rolled a three. <laughs> so she tries to bite you, and then nah. there's like something physically yeah. repelling her. Her own magic repels her. Oh, yep. That's that's a reminder. Shouldn't do that. Can't muscle do that. Can't do that. Ah. I pat her on the shoulder reassuringly and like. Sorry, I'm so sorry, Strix. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's uh, okay. Yeah, just this like brush her off. But yes, you'll be, you'll be bathing in the light of our Lord soon. And I like hold her hand reassuringly. I kneel down next to her. And I look no, at don't her. kneel next to her. Get away from her. We're gonna stay <laughs> five feet away from her. Listen to Diath, please. He's he's making lots of sense. She, but she like holds holds uh, Evelyn's hand and looks her in the eyes and is like, "I'm very glad I met you, and I'm sure I will enjoy the comfort of the Morning Lord very soon." I like well up with tears and kiss her hand and then let go and stand back. It's like little sort of like. Of letting her go at arm's reach and then looks at uh, Polton. Time to use that fancy sword. I suppose it better be used for something after all of this. I guess so. I'm going to, if I may, cast sleep on her first. Uh, that Let me just check to see if that will affect undead. Um, yeah, I suppose that's a good point. Uh, let's see. Chicken, 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 chicken. Esmeralda fakes sleeping. <laughs> I, undead yeah. or immune? Damn it! Can I? But can I try deception to pretend like that it's a work, <laughs> sure. like to make it easier on him? Uh, Go ahead. I was Yay. so small for her, but natural twenty. <laughs> 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 Colton, 
somehow your spell takes hold of her and she laughs oh, peaceful to be a slumber. It's All very right. peaceful and gracious graceful. I take out the this new sword. Yep. And I I do the dark deed. All right. You ignite it through her, and as the sunlight pierces Esmeralda's body, she blackens and turns to ash and collapses into a pile at your feet. And upon that, I'm going to take the hag pen that I've had this whole time and just break it over my knee. And then just cast, cast it away. Cast it down onto the floor. Yeah. As you make your way out of the castle, um, you do sense that great evil still lingers within the remnants of Strahd's handiwork. Uh, creatures he has enslaved um, and whatnot. But as you set foot outside, or at least gaze outside for the first time, you see that the rain has turned to snow. And there is a is snow following, uh, falling upon the castle. It's festive. It's, it was night when you came here. It is now late night to early morning. Um, and uh, you also see that there are gaps in the clouds revealing a dark, black, starless night sky that you haven't seen here. Huh. That's neat. So the clouds, yep. they split. Yes. Uh, the wee hours of the, the earliest hours of the morning uh, peel away and you see a glimmer of sunlight <gasps> coming up over the eastern uh, horizon. <gasps> and snow is still falling um, from the sky. The morning Lord shines upon us. Strix is going to pull her hat closer. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take her to back to Mad Molly. Yeah. Uh, is there anything more you want to do or say here in the castle? I find a diamond worth 1,000 GP. <laughs> you are unsuccessful. <laughs> I give hugs to every single one of my party members and kind of start like, like babble, like tear up crying. Like, I'm just so glad we all met each other and we've done so much good for the world. And the morning Lord has blessed us with such amazing friends. And I'm just so proud. And I just can't believe that we've actually done it. And everyone's dead. Yeah. <laughs> I went to the lab. Thank you. You see the sunrise and you're like, oh, it's so great. And everyone's dead. And I just love your realism. It's so <laughs> hard. I have the vampire with me. What are we going to do with him? We well, have to take him to someone who knows well. what they're doing. We have to take him to someone of oh, has a lot of power. Like someone, someone back where we came from. We need to bring them, bring it to someone there. We need to take him to like Waterdeep or something and give him give him to someone. We can't keep him. We find a nice sunny day and let him out in the sunlight. It'll be really funny. I mean, that would be really funny. But he's gonna come back. No matter where he goes, he's gonna come back. He needs to stay trapped in this thing. The uh, black horses of Castle Ravenloft and the coach that bore you here is still out in the courtyard. Oh yeah, and. Uh, um, uh, as you uh, make your way toward it, you see that the drawbridge is also down. Great. Yes, that's all right. Uh, 
But what about Gertruda? Yeah, we should get uh, Gertruda and try to bring her back home. Yes, you were able to find Gertruda in the uh, under the pipe organ bench, and uh, you can uh, bear her out. It's getting cold outside in the crisp morning air. By the time you get her out of the coach, um, there is enough light of the morning that it pretty much uh, lights up the highest towers of the castle. There is actually and, light light striking the castle Ravenloft for the first time in what you can only assume to be century. And we have not seen or heard any word from Mordenkainen? Uh, you have not at this time. He's probably gone already. He has important things to do. I just left mumbling to himself about poles or something. I don't know. Mm. We also right. need to grab D before we leave. There's so many things we've got to do. We can't just walk out of here. We should get going and get this doll to where it should be. Immediately. We should go. That's our ride. It's waiting for us. They're only going to wait another like five minutes and, they, gonna... and they're allowed to call for another ride. <laughs> We're just going to keep walking forward out of the castle in the snow. I don't even care. Okay. Just walking. I already you, you, uh, If you want to come you... with us, just <laughs> Go now. As you walk across the old drawbridge and it, it creaks and groans in the uh, the winter wind, you see on the far side of the drawbridge what appears to be a large majestic elk staring back at you, um, Strix. Oh, it it's... kind of gives you a big nod and then bolts off. Oh, come back with us! You were nice. Who's that? Oh, and I then, saw uh... Morton Kynan. <laughs> oh, Marty, <Curdy>, bye. <laughs> But he's gone now. He doesn't want to come back with us. Or maybe he could have left all along. He was powerful enough. Maybe he's just nuts. Army. Strix, Strix, the the carriage carrying your friends trundles past you at a slow, jaunty pace. I'll get in. Okay. The carriage will bear you down the mountains back to the village of Barovia. You can drop Gertruda off in the village square. And see her run into the uh, embrace of her withered, dried-up mother. Yeah, you seem happy. Good they, luck they, with that. They do see. Uh, Mad Mary seems uh, happy. Definitely, the the tears streaming down her face are clearly tears of happiness. There are also villagers stepping outside of their homes for the first time in God knows how long. These pale gray beings standing out in the sunshine. I'm just like patting my friends' <laughs> knees and like shaking them and being like, "Don't you just love a good completed quest?" <laughs> oh yeah beyond that the uh, horses bear you from the village to the outer gates of Barovia these towering, this towering barrier with these headless statues guarding it these big iron gates uh, set into them the horses go no farther than that they mm. stop, they huff your cold breath snow continues to trickle down from the sky above and the morning light has lit up the mountains and the castle behind you I'll step out of the carriage and like kind of help out my friends getting out of the carriage as well. Can I take their hands or mm-hmm. just kind of help them out? All right. These are the gates. Yes. They are standing uh, ajar. They're sort of half open. But what about D, DF? D is where she always wants to be happy alongside Van Richten, her best friend. She'll be okay. You're probably right. She loves Van Richten. That means she doesn't need morning glory anymore. Morning glory! (laughs) All right. When the horse appears, it appears in its true intended form. Oh, no! 
Yes. <laughs> beautiful white celestial steed. Oh, I so kissed her all over her face. <laughs> it's even oh. more withered and decrepit. <laughs> no, it's beautiful and full of life. And I hate this. Everything that Evelyn ever dreamed it would be. I jump up on her back and offer a hand to Strix. No! <laughs> I offer a hand to Paulton? Uh, I offer a hand to Diaz. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> I pull him up and All I right. say, let's go! And I start to ride through the gate. All right. Do a, a simple jog, slow walk out of the gate as we leave the land of Barovia. Strix and Paulton, uh, you see them trundle off on the back <laughs> of Morning Glory. Oh, before I uh, before I go, I'm going to take the one of the last hag potions that I have yeah. and just write on it for Isaac and just kind of throw it <laughs> into the into the snow and just be okay. like just to make sure I close the door on that problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then you step through the gate. Yep. All right, Paulton. I. You're the last in Barovia. When you look back at the castle, there's something about it, uh, a sense of longing that you didn't feel earlier, um, feeling like you're leaving home. I look back, I take, take out my, what is my last swig of wine? Just, aw. <sighs> Not really sure how to feel about any of this. All right, time to go. And with that, the Waffle Crew leaves Barovia. For the last time, we well, don't know. There's no waffles. <laughs> oh, no waffles. And there were no waffles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because everything's always bad. There never was. Yes. You that just concludes of Dice Camera Action. Thank you, everybody. Who us on. And tune in again when we return in the new year with season two. Wow. Thank you, Mark Holmes, for sticking it out at this late hour. Oh, Yay. my absolute. Thank you guys so much for letting me be here for the finale. It's been amazing on a super awesome campaign to be a part of. So thank you guys so much. Hopefully it was full of twists, turns, and unexpectedness. Um, and we'll see where things go from here. Yeah. Sweet. Any, uh, final announcements before we all break off for the holidays. I just want to say thanks. Everyone made everyone being everyone, even outside of this call, uh, made this such a fun series to be in. The art has been amazing. The participation, you guys chose Evelyn's middle name, which I revealed in the show. Uh, and thank you for that. I will see you online in the interim. I will miss you all dearly, but don't worry, we'll be back. And if you want to watch more D&D, there will be D&D going on uh, throughout the holidays on Misclicks, there's a show actually directly following this. I think it started right now, Misclicks D&D Prophecy, that is happening on Misclicks right now. And in my current campaign that we just started, I am now playing a bard. So. Oh, nice. <laughs> so you can watch that on Tuesdays. Yeah, uh, we, just did a, uh, we just had a big show down in LA, Force Gray, the lost episode. It is now up on YouTube if you want to check it out. If you weren't able to attend the show, please do. It's a lot of fun. Matthew Mercer is the DM, leading an all-star cast on a merry romp through a cloud castle. Whoa. Awesome. Yay. Huge thanks to, yeah, seriously though, huge thanks to everyone who is watching and making this uh, far bigger and far cooler than we could ever have imagined. Like we've, got, we've got a, come a long way since we first started. Yeah, I think so too. And as a group. Yay. 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 So yeah. thank you guys. Uh, we will return for season yeah. two. Thanks for being here, guys. You're but the you, best. If you don't want more D&D, 
Uh, it's December, so I just started Dean December on my YouTube channels. That's right. So all month long, I'll be doing all kinds of crazy Dungeons and Dragons uh, related things. Uh, so you can actually go to my main channel, Pro Jared, where I uh, do several videos on D and D. I just talk, told the story about how DS was hanged within this uh, campaign. <laughs> it was a great Oops. Video. Oops. Uh, one, of, one of the campaign's most memorable, finest moments. Yeah. Yep. And then over on my gameplay channel, I'll be playing old Dungeons & Dragons video games. Nice. Um, so if you look up Pro Jared Plays, right now I'm playing AD&D Pool of Radiance. Uh, you can also expect some, I don't know, maybe some Eye of the Beholder, some Dungeon Hack. There's an old Curse old of Spot video game. I might try to play that because I've never played that one before. Uh, so be sure to check out those. Nice. Sweet. Hey, go to the subreddit. Dice Camera Action subreddit. Yes. Oh, the subreddit's been great. Yay. So quick yeah. question for all of you. I was asked this on Twitter, and it was interesting to answer. Uh, do, you, do you each have a favorite moment from the Curse of Strahd campaign that sort of sticks in your mind? Oh, a single favorite moment? It's one that sticks in your mind as being a sort of a, an awesome moment either. Awesome when I became awesome Batman. Moment. <laughs> Batman. That was great. <laughs> yeah. I, I think there's been a lot of cool individual Evelyn moments, but my favorite like team party moment was when we fought that big tree monster and we had that awesome like cinematic. Yeah. Everyone was doing one thing to get like everyone was synergistic and we fought this like giant monster and won. And that's when I got tree bane and strict yep. vision. That was like a really cool scene. Tree flight was awesome. Yeah, that was that's awesome. Up there. That was really cool. I liked all the stuff with um with Strix and Ezek. It was so funny. It was yes. just the worst. <laughs> it was just the worst. And and even he caused so much trouble for everyone. That's why I just left that potion at the end, just trying to <laughs> seal that deal. All right. Speaking uh, of seal, oh sorry. Go ahead. I, I would I would personally say uh, Diaz putting all self care behind and accepting the dark gift. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> and when I came in, it was like you didn't need to do that. <laughs> That was so sad. A gift that he still has. It was so sad. One of these days. Yes, absolutely. Um, well, let me put a quick on this. After Not too long after the party leaves Barovia and appears who knows where, uh, pan the camera back, if you will, to the carriage uh, sitting outside of the gate, sitting just inside the gates, the two horses still attached to it. Something drops from the bottom of the carriage and crawls out from underneath it and falls <laughs> into parts unknown. And it is a small robotic man <laughs> in a jester costume. Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> and it slowly turns towards the camera. Oh it turns its head back around like the exorcist and looks straight at the camera. <laughs> 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 oh god if we had to and deal with murder bot in whatever next season <laughs> i'll be so happy i was thinking this morning i was like i hope chris does something to close up murder bot <laughs> oh, no. yes. uh, chases after us murder bot oh, will god. return oh, <laughs> all right and with that uh, good night everyone have a safe holiday and we'll see you next year Bye, everybody. Thank you guys so very much for watching. Love you all. Thanks for listening to this episode of Dice Camera Action with Chris Perkins. Don't forget, Chris and the Waffle Crew broadcast live on twitch.tv slash dnd every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com slash dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecameraaction.gamepedia.com. 
Until next week, happy hunting. Thank you.